Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. What that mean? The boys are here. Yeah, the boys are here. Boys will be here till 7 o'clock tonight. Is that right, Michael? Let me get the yep. Let me get the sheet right here. 7 o'clock. A, a full show? We have to do a whole one? We're going to give these peeps three hours of this? Oh, we're earning our money today. Mm. Slow sports day for mm. certain. Yeah, why they give us three hours on a Wednesday? Monday and Friday, they cut us off early. I've been saying. But the most boring day, we got three hours of this. When we tried to negotiate this contract originally, I said, yeah, I'm very excited to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And they were like, you don't want to work Wednesdays? So I was like, no, I'm just not excited. It, it's hump day. We're halfway there. Yeah. Not for sports hot takes. No. We got enough stories, though. I mean, I will make I will make lukewarm into hot. We could just, you know, make up stories. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting about the uh, moon exploding, huh? Hey, how about that? Crazy. Washington's too busy rebuilding the moon. Yeah, don't look up. To name their football team. I am Fred Slow. I will be with you, uh, well, for the entire duration of this program, friend of the show, and I will do it up until the time we hand this microphone over to Mike Trujillo and True the Game. That will be at 7 p.m. this evening. Alongside me. Guy who's seen a lot of evenings in his life. Almost 40-year-old Van Nunley. Van, how are you? You just got to poke me with that every once in a while, don't you? It's creeping up, big dog. It's creeping up. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm going to turn 40 in a pretty cool place. We're going to talk about that in about 10 seconds after I introduce Mike Vitale. Michael, how are you? Your boy is here. Yeah. I have been in the office since about, I don't know, a little before 9 a.m. today. It's been a full day. Michael has been in the office since what noon? You got here about noon? Yeah, there were a little, just a little afternoon. Mike has not talked one word to me in passing <laughs> in the building. Well, I see you running back and <laughs> forth. So, and you're on the phone, I leave you alone. I have been flying around. <laughs> At six o'clock, a fun guest today. You know how I am, guys. Like I, I like to thank those that have given me opportunity professionally, and I'm about to do that today on this program. Uh, my friend Tyler Copeland is going to be here. Tyler Copeland, professional wrestler in St. Louis, Missouri. He's run promotions. He's a he's a headsy. He's a smart young man. And by young man, I mean like he's probably like six months younger than me. I have no idea. But Tyler is going to be joining us uh, here. He's he's in Albuquerque. So my friend Tyler is in Albuquerque, and he's got some wrestling stuff going on. He's going to come on the program. We're going to do that at six o'clock. So we're going to talk pro wrestling. We're going to talk kind of everything that surrounds that. So uh, get ready to miss Van for a segment or two. Yeah. Do you want me to just leave at six? <laughs> you guys can take it. Just a little honeymoon. So we're going to do that with Tyler. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I tagged him on all the social media stuff, and I know it's it's a fun uh, reunion for us because we've the first time I ever called a body slam in a ring was Tyler Copeland. So like kind of a cool. We're still talking wrestling, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, talk- okay. Good. 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 
We are the official home here at Cumulus of Super Bowl 56 on your radio airwaves. And the thing that is so exciting about that is uh, your boys are going. So we are headed to Super Bowl 56 this year. We will be spending that week on Radio Row. And then uh, God or Ted Turner willing, we will be at the Super Bowl proper on the 13th, returning for a live program here in Albuquerque on the 14th, unless we... You know. Yeah. <laughs> Anything could happen. Mike, you want us to not quite make it back and broadcast live from Phoenix? Because we will. I would like to go if the Packers are in the Super Bowl. Well, you put you on the list of a lot of people that sure. would like to go. Sure. But we are going to be out there doing that. Uh, we've had the loosest conversations with some friends that are going to be a big part of that journey. And whenever we have that locked down and secured, we will share that with you, friends of the show. Because, uh, well, bottom line, we're excited. We're, like, super excited. I have been. You've never been. No, it will be my first Super Bowl. Okay. And, like, to me, and this is not a, oh, we got a cool job. We get to do cool stuff. We're going to rub it in your face. That's not. This is, like, fandom stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like, cool. We're professionals at this thing. For real. Not for one week. Like I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to do me a favor. Is it about accountability? Because I'm already out. <laughs> well, no, we I need two people to keep me accountable. Okay. Every morning, right before we wake up, I'm gonna need you to rub some Xanax on my gums so I could stay professional and stay calm because I get to go work at the Super Bowl this yes. year. Yes. That's pretty sweet. Because this time last year, let's be honest, you didn't have a lot of prospects out there. Like your life was looking pretty grim. I'm sitting right here. You're acting like I'm not sitting right here. Yeah. Just, I can hear you. I have headphones on, and I can hear everything you say. You, I would say professionally and personally, not a single opportunity has come to you in your life that I didn't personally present to you. I and quit running a very successful business to do this full time. <laughs> I don't. I sacrificed fame and fortune and success so to I hang out to and, Super Bowl. <laughs> to, and hang out to talk smack with what used to be my friend on air. And what else did you lose last year? Because I'm telling you what, you were at the very bottom, big guy. Like, this is the turnaround for you here. <laughs> Super Bowl 56, which is only 16 years more than you've been alive, is the one for you. I think that's a good moment. Yeah. I hit the reset button that day. There'll be a lot of people cheering for you and a lot of people that'll owe me on hedged bets. So, <laughs> Van made it to 40, pay up. Hey, man, I still got a month. I got a month and a week. Don't curse me yet. Don't jinx me, brother. If you are a friend of the show and you're in the Los Angeles, uh, L.A. County proper, but they have super COVID rules, Orange County, where it's the Wild West, if you're willing to host or entertain Van's 40th birthday party on the West Coast, um, we're going to need, well, I have a list of requirements. I thought we're going to uh, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. So it looks like we're going to Blake Shelton and Gwen <laughs> Stefani. There's not a joke there. Not Michael. a joke. That's an actual thing. Yeah. That's the way it's presenting. So we're excited about that. We're also excited about some new friends of our show. We're excited about O'Neill's. Familiar with O'Neill's, Michael Vital? Good food, good times. That's, well, I mean. That's the truth. That's literally the easiest way. That Michael Vital is a straight shooter. I used to go there, the one in Knob Hill, a lot, and I really liked it. Same. O-N-I-E-L-L-S. I would not have got that right if I hadn't just spent so much time. There's an extra L. Yeah, there's an extra L in an apostrophe, boy. Oh, you didn't know there's an apostrophe? Well, so it, so it's not O'Neill. It's O'Neill's. Sure. Yeah, which which I get. That makes sense to me. They have two locations, 4310 Central Avenue and 3301 Juan Tabo. Go and see them uh, every night of the week. It's It's the place to be. Uh, good food, honest drinks. I'm about it. 
that I live that life. I am all about it. So we will start joining them uh, next Thursdays. We will be out of here. So Thursdays, I think, is going to be for the boys. So on Thursdays, we're going to say, hey, friends of the show, we're at the O'Neills. You can come see us during the program, 4 to si- four to 7. I would love that. Come hang out. Get an Appy Boy. Get a Bud Light. They don't have Bud Light there. It's, it's like an Irish thing. Get a Guinness. I think, I think they have Bud Light. Well, they have Bud Light, but I don't believe it's the featured. Yeah, they don't put it on the menu. you got to order off menu when you're there. That's what I do. Listen, if you go there, why are you going to have a Bud Light? Have one of their drinks. their drinks. Yeah. Everywhere I go, all the memories of my life are associated with Bud Light, positive and negative. I mean, a, a good Irish bar like that. I almost always have the old one-and-one. One. Smart. A little Jameson, yep. Neat, Jameson Neat and a Guinness. That's yeah, my jam That's when a good I one. There. That's the best. We're very excited about that partnership, and we're going to be there often. We're going to be there with our friends of the show, Locker number 505. Locker 505 will also be joining us every Thursday while we are out at O'Neill's talking about what they have going on and how they're helping kids in the community. And the thing that's so exciting about that is we will then become a hub for donations, be it monetary or goods or the offer of services. I don't know what other things you can donate, but that will be an option. Also, we're excited about a joint venture with Locker Number 505, which we will announce at the time that we can. So excited. And when we're at O'Neill's, you can bring your ever-so-gently-used clothes and coats. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling frisky, brand-new items with the tags on and donate it to Locker 505. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Or the easiest gift, money. Yes, do that. Bring money. And let's see if we can figure out a deal with O'Neill's where it's like, like you bring a coat and you get... Like a sippy boy on us. Yeah. If, that, you, if you bring a coat, yeah. you get to buy Van a beer. Is that fair? That's checking out. Is I, that I see zero flaws in that logic. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, if you bring a coat, you get to buy Van and Fred a beer. Yes. Oh, you too? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy McGinnis. Yeah. All the, <laughs> lunch boxes all around. Also, we are less than one week away from our – depending on – so I got, a, I got a bad notification today, boys. Okay. We ordered a wiffle ball pitching machine. Yeah. It says it's going to be here Monday. <gasps> that's pretty close. That's, that's, that's cutting, cutting it. it close. So either Tuesday or the following yes. Tuesday. So either the 11th or the 18th, depending upon Amazon. And, you know, if I hear one more conversation about there's a pandemic and there's uh, not everything can be shipped and there's supply chain issues. Well, I'm telling you what, I saw the S&P. I saw the stock market. I saw all these gatings reports. Sure. I'm just not believing it. They're, I think it's all a lie. They're doing fine. Who's they? Have you seen, speaking of they, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos is slowly turning into Pitbull. Did you see the picture of him on New Year's with his like lady friend who looks like a backup dancer for Selena? <laughs> Look at this. He Miami is, sound machine. Jeff Bezos is morphing in the pit bull. First, first goes the chrome dome, then he gets all shredded, and then he puts on like what I could only assume to be Puerto Rican silk. I'm not sure what that shirt is. What is all right, first of all, silk does not come from Puerto Ricans; it comes from worms. They, so I just want to make sure that we're very clear in Van's understanding of silk. Puerto Rico has worms. Oh, I thought you were talking about the people. Well, they braid the. Silk together? Who is they again? One more reference to they. Puerto Ricans. If it's Puerto Rican silk, it has to come from... Okay, now I'm sounding like a champagne guy, right? (laughs) If it doesn't come from Puerto Rican worms, it's just sparkling silk shirts. 
more of this hot take from Van where we back from the break. The chat room is going crazy on the live stream. If you're not part of the live stream that we've been doing on social media, it has been straight fire all week. We're going to continue it through all of 2022. Um, but it's very funny, and there's conversations that don't involve us. Find us at Talk ABQ. Two men on is where we are everywhere. We're on the Facebook Live right now, and there's uh, giggles to be had if you want to join part of that conversation. Also, we'll talk to you about uh, our Wiffle Ball Electric Playhouse when we get back because we're going to do that starting next week. Shipping uh, allowable. I don't know what other word to use. Uh, Pitbull allocated. Uh, if uh, I don't know what God you pray to. The one I pray to is UPS. So let's see if it comes in time. Huh, okay. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We spend our nights at O'Neill's. We spend our weekends at Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Annual. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Two Men On proudly brings to you a podcast that can be reviewed. Hey, friends of the show, we need 100 reviews. And we're talking Ron Burgundy rules here. Whatever you review, we will read. Our 100 review special as soon as we hit the benchmark. Log into iTunes and give us the five-star ratings on Spotify and wherever you download your podcast. Okay, boys. The morning show with Boomer and Geo is on WFAN Mornings. And that's that's like the New York one, okay? That's like that's the, a big one. That's the big that's one. That's the big one. Okay. And Boomer is, are you familiar with Boomer Esiason? The lefty. Yeah, he used to play quarterback. Um, he was a pretty good quarterback. He's the second best lefty of all time. Oh, gosh. I guess the first one would be M- Mark Mulder? Michael Vick. Oh. Duh. Duh. What are you doing? Steve Young's right there. If he <laughs> what didn't, are you doing? If Michael Vick didn't have... I, I legit forgot about Steve Young. I swear <laughs> to God. I was like, is Michael Vick better than Mark Brunel? I don't know. It's Steve Young. If Michael Vick didn't have that uh, missing middle part of his career like Michael Jordan, who knows what happened? It's Mark Mulder. That's the answer. It's the best lefty going. All right, from the texter, Steve Young. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Boomer Esiason, who I believe would have an insider. That's a guy that I would think would have someone telling him. Yes. So he says, quote, the new name of the Washington football team is the Admirals. Dumb. <laughs> That's my expert analysis. It's just dumb. Just dumb, right? Yeah. There's already a Milwaukee Admirals ice hockey team. Those are your peeps, right? If it's I... Like, it's... The Nashville Predators, AAA, whatever that means. If I am Dan Snyder, I'm changing the whole thing right now just to make Boomer Esiason look a fool. Forget it. Change all the branding because you know somebody already mocked up everything else. I literally change it all. I'll tell you what's going on here. He's like, I'm going to leak the second or third place name and and see what people really want the name to be. So just like whenever they put out that Sonic movie with that terrible-looking Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and then Reddit fixed it. And, yeah, and they were like, cool, we'll just design a new Sonic the Hedgehog. Thanks for with, doing this for Yeah, us. with cocaine and strippers. Wait, I'm sorry, what? What? Hey. the one That's the one I want. Hey, Dan Snyder's like, oh, you think it's the Admirals? 
Joke's on you. Psych, it's the Redskins again. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington David Robinsons from the Texter. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Quote, hide your beagle. Michael Vick is an eagle. Oh, gosh. That, I can't handle the Texter right now. Just reaching into the vault for those right not. there. Oh. Boomer Science is Boomer Science. Boomer Esiason is breaking all the news right now. Is he mad at the NFL? Is he mad about this Ken Rosenthal thing? And he he's like, he, he knows he's going to get Ken Rosenthal to any minute. He broke that Matt Nagy stuff, which we're going to talk about later. Hey, you don't need an insider for that. <laughs> you know he's gone. Who wants to go up there right now? Get into that next hour. I think not going with DC is a big mistake. Because if you call them the DC universe, then you're there. That's a good one. That's the whole we, like, we missed out on that one yesterday. Because yesterday we did the varsity of what should Washington change their name to. Right. And I said and it, the Washington D Generation X. Which and, is strong. Which I thought was the best That's name. Very good. I I prefer the foreskins. Because you get to keep the skins. You know, you don't got to get rid of all the jerseys. You could just cover them up. Logistically, it works out. You ever been to Washington, D.C.? Uh, yeah, once. Okay, me too. Yeah. There's... That's, that's the only city on the East Coast I've been to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's Smithsonian. It's kind of cool. Yeah. There's no ocean where it is? Unless I don't know what an admiral is, I yeah. think I'm very confused. Maybe it's the Urban Dictionary. Please look up the Urban Dictionary. Yep, I'm doing it right now. Because I just don't know if I know. Oh, I hope I can read this. Like, what if you're a team in Nebraska and you're like, uh, we're the Omaha Buccaneers? And you're like, sir, sir, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, this is so good. I can't read it on air. Okay. But Put it on the if, social media. Forget if, it. If this is the team name, then this is uh, way better than the literal version of admirals find us on the instagram as van is going to put the urban dictionary definition of what an admiral is look they are absolute fools if they don't call themselves the red tails they'll write one of the biggest wrongs in the history of the country because instead of honor the tuskegee airmen you you get to be the red somethings you get to have the same color scheme from robert gibson um the third man in two men on says the Washington David Robinsons, and that's because he was the admiral. The admiral, yes, yes, Very yes. Clever. Yes, yes, yes. How far do, like how long's the Potomac? Like what how long does it take to get to the ocean? I'm being serious. It's yeah, right me, there off the Chesapeake Bay. All right. You're just you're just naming things. Let now. me slide into George Washington's DMs real quick and see how long it took him to cross Admirals the Potomac. Admirals make sense. George Washington's DCs. And, and you can't name it like anything White House related. It can't be the presidents. Which friggin' presidents? Like, when do you start honoring the presidents? Like, the ones that own slaves? The ones that got impeached? The ones that have been arrested? I'm telling you, the Washington liars. The liars is strong. I like the lobbyists, because that's who really runs the country anyways. I mean, they're all nouns. I would agree. <laughs> 
What if there's a play on it instead of Admirals? He he misheard. The Washington ad, admirations. I don't, I'm just losing it. The Washington additions. And like the San Diego Padres are the Dadmirals, like that. Maybe that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. That was a reach. It was definitely a reach. It's so safe and in the middle that it's nothing to me. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. I think it'll be a huge slip up if they don't call it, call them the Red Tails. And look, you know what's great? They don't have to do anything. Just call them the Washington Football Club. The football team is dumb. That's dumb. That sounds dumb. Well, it sounds clean, Washington Football Club. The Washington With the Football W on Club. the side of the helmet. It sounds. It's. Perfect. I don't know if you know this, loyal listener, but the United States are the only sports organizations that have mascots and what? team names. That's not true. Everywhere else in the world is just the city where you're from, football club. The city where you're from, basketball club. And then they have a nickname not associated with it, like a loosely grouped nickname. What is that? What's that New Zealand rugby team that everyone's always about? The All Blacks. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a cool name. But when they had Korean baseball because of COVID, they each place they went to play, they had their own mascots in their in that town that they went to. I know from Mr. 3000 that teams have names elsewhere. Unpackage that a little bit? Well, because when he went to play for the Giants, they were in Japan. Ah, yes. Okay. Niche reference. Look at that. Tom Selleck? Yes. Tom Selleck and Frank Thomas, is that right? That's a good reference. That's reaching way back. Or, or is that the Bernie Mac one? Uh, maybe it's the Bernie Mac I one. I think you're talking about the Bernie Rat. Mr. Three Th- Mr. Baseball. That's the one I'm going is for. Is Tom Selleck. So I blew two Mr. Jokes Mr. 3000 is Bernie Mac. <laughs> and I believe the Tokyo Rest Giants peace, Bernie Mac. reference is actually from Major League. He's like, you got traded to the Giants? The Tokyo Giants. I wouldn't mind that. Going to Tokyo and playing baseball? I, a lot of people, we've seen a mass exodus yeah. from bench players, from quad A players, all headed to Southeast Asia, all headed to Korea, Tokyo. If I didn't know where my next paycheck was coming from, I'd go straight to Asia. Can you imagine just being at the house watching Squid Game and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go over there and play? It's not a documentary, Fred. Oh, I, was, I, I, don't, I don't know if I explained this to you well enough when Squid Game came out. It's not real. So I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of fast-forwarded through the talking parts, but I like the competitions. So I thought that was pretty good or whatever. Okay, I'm going to change the J to a W Yeah. from the text line, the Washington Whack-Offs. Ah, okay. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I do follow politics also, Martin. <laughs> It doesn't sound like an XFL team. It does, right? Like, it's not an NFL team. This is an XFL. This is USFL. This is a Johnny Manziel. This is a men's adult league softball team. That's what this name sounds like to me. This is a Madden create a team team name. They've been a joke for so long. Just such a dysfunctional, overspending, underperforming. Right. Controversy after controversy. And then their stadium's falling apart. Dog, you told me they zip-tied that rail back on and said, yes. and said, we good, fam. They did not fix it. If you want to giggle, loyal listener, Google the, the 
FedEx field rail fix. They zip tied it back. With like with like hefty ones though, or like just the loaves, like the Home Depot special, just the normal black zip ties that you have in your First trunk all, right now. Man, it's twenty twenty two. It's they're just zip ties. The zip ties that you have in your trunk right next to your duct tape. Can you imagine being a Washington football team, formerly Washington Redskins fan, and just having like, let's be honest, the lowest expectations ever for what your team is going to do with their name, and then they even go lower than that in what they provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this is. This is this is a microcosm of what it's like to be a fan of that football team. Right. And I, I'm not used to this kind of behavior as a super spoiled Packer fan. Right. Just decades of a well-run organization. No controversy, no tragedy. I mean, just like Hall of Fame quarterback after Hall of Fame quarterback. We, playoff appearance after playoff appearance. When are we back from the break, Michael? I'm going to tell you why Van is wrong. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. I don't always know all the songs. I feel like I know this one. Give it a try. Come on. Is this like a White Stripes thing? Strokes, isn't it? Strokes? Nope. Jet. Oh, Jet. Jet. They were all the same. Be My Girl. They were all the same. Uh, be, I see. I always thought Be My Girl was a stroke song. The Jet is like the diet strokes. And they had that you will always be a girl. Speaking of diet strokes, yeah. let's, let's look that up on Urban Dictionary. We're going to do one term on Urban Dictionary every segment. <laughs> I'll, find a, I'll find a sponsor for this. I won't right be now. able to read any of them. Brought to you by the Albuquerque Public Library System. <laughs> the downtown. Go look. Uh, go downtown to the library and look up the Urban Dictionary. That's Call Mike Conforti. That's what we're doing. So we're calling Mike Conforti at the library, yes. which is downtown. By the way, I love Mike Conforti, and I love the library downtown. This is an unpaid endorsement. <clears throat> and we say, Mike, we're doing the Urban Dictionary definition of the day, and we want the library to sponsor it. Put that note down somewhere. And. It's in my brain forever now. Also, everyone from every other station who listens to us in town that steals all of our really good bit ideas, this one's copyright, which I know it's not actually by just saying that. That's like declaring bankruptcy to the rest of your friends. doesn't work that way. No. Nice, nice reference. If anyone calls Mike Conforti, no, just kidding, from the texter, the traditional texter, not the live stream, uh, it doesn't matter what. They name themselves as long as Dan Snyder is the owner, they're going to be garbage. And that's from 0826. Uh, yes. <laughs> 100% yes. There's a lot of evidence to support that. Oh, you don't say. Bold statement. You got a lot of context clues, huh? I mean, not. it's not going to It's not gonna be good. From OG Fought Dylan. Yeah. Ah, day oneer. Friends of the show get Super Bowl passes. Boy, do I wish that was true. That's not a factual. I would roll super deep. Mm-mm. Yeah. If I had the means, you know what? I'm lying because I wouldn't even have the friends. I, like, there's not, I, there's a lot of people who claim to be my friend of the show. If I were to be like, we're going to the Super Bowl, but I, if I was like, hey, we're going to Dave and Buster's, just get a little loose, they'd be like, maybe another time. All four of the real ones show up. <laughs> We're gonna all right. So we or need, we could just win the lottery tonight. Mikey, did you buy any lottery tickets? 
It's up to like an insane it's like amount. like 600 million now, 700. I forgot, and I was at the store. I can't believe I did that. When's the drawing? What time's the drawing? Tonight at 8 or 9. Oh, so you're saying I got time. Well, yep. I'm stuck here, but can you go get me one? Yeah, so how's this? All three of us will throw in $1. It's the seventh largest hey, for... in the history of Powerball. All right. Someone needs to go get them now. All right, let's hedge our bets here. We'll all throw in $10. So we'll have $30 worth of tickets. And if one of them wins, we all win. Everyone pinky promise right now. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. I do actually think that is how it works. Okay. Tickets can be purchased. On the internet? Until 8 p.m. Mountain Time for that night's drawing. So we got to head straight out of here. Go buy Mikey some tickets so we can take everyone to the Super Bowl. Is it like the roulette table? Like, do you have to know which bodega has not been hot lately and which one needs to hit? Obviously, I'm buying from my local bodega. <laughs> because would, they get I wouldn't a cut. go anywhere else. Yeah. I will buy my lottery ticket at Silver Street Market, unendorsed, That's unpaid where sponsorship I go. again. <laughs> my favorite place downtown. It's eclectic, the people. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great place. Many people of the street frequent that place. Home free people. This past summer, I saw a guy doing a painting right around the corner from the ready right up against the wall. He was doing a painting while he was sitting there. It was pretty cool. And he goes, hey, can you buy me a Coke? Because I'm real thirsty. I've been out here all afternoon painting. I think that was a commercial. If I could paint the world a Coke. I'm confusing a couple things. I'm taking a second off. Yeah, you... go 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 get us tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying that the Redskins are a joke and that the staple of football teams, programs, organizations in the country is the Green Bay Packers, and you were referencing Aaron Rodgers as the reason, and I took that personally. Yes. The Packers have a board of directors. They don't have an owner because the fans are the owners. The shareholders are the owners. The fine people of Green Bay, Wisconsin are the owners. Right. What they are is they're chumps. They don't own anything, and they paid $350 for an 8 by 10 that I could have created for you. Let me tell you why NFTs are a joke. Say so. I own one. Okay. I didn't, I didn't buy my Packers share in the last round of Packers shares, but I got one. And by the way, with inflation, the shares should be way more than what was a three fifty this time. Yeah, it was weird because it was a lot lower than what they were asking for before. Yeah, I paid four eighty. I paid four eighty for mine like fifteen years ago or whenever the last time they released them. From the texter, we should get a CBD company to sponsor our daily Urban Dictionary segment and call it a Herb in Dictionary. Oh, excellent! That's very clever. That's pretty excellent. good. The internet's better than we are. So Aaron Rodgers is not the example for the class. He fights with everyone. He is super soft. Oh, you mean Americans can't make their own decisions what is that? about their own bodies? Is that what you're saying, Fred? Are we talking about Antonio Brown about again? Freedom? No freedoms for individuals in this country anymore? Are you a fascist now? I'm a little on the fascist side, but <laughs> only when it applies to those that refuse to help others. Oh. Aaron Rodgers has literally never helped anyone in the history of all anything. Definitely not his family. No, oh my gosh. He hates his family. Or his family hates him, I don't know. 
All right, so I think I heard a quote that he said to his family one time, and it went like this. I own you. I bleeping own you. I've owned you my whole career. (laughs) That's strong word. To his family. That's what he said. I I think you're getting your notes mixed up, but the sentiment is there. Oh, wait. That's because he fought with the entire city of Chicago. So finally, for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, they have a good team on the field. What? And he doesn't have to do it all by himself. You're making a bunch me, of nobodies. You you could not be more incorrect. When did he ever have a good team? The the Green Bay Packers? Name one time they in Aaron Rodgers' career that they were any good whatsoever. They had AJ Hawk. Go on. Who? <laughs> there was a time when he had Donald Driver, and people were like, he's good enough. Yeah. Donald Driver sucked. Aaron Rodgers has made every receiver he's ever worked with into an all-pro receiver, and they leave Green Bay, and they are a pile of garbage when they leave Green Bay. And he fights with them until they leave, too. He's like, Greg James, fight with you. you got to leave. He fights with science? How about that? That's one. You like the Mike Tyson quote, I'm going to fight you until you love me? Is that, is that his? That's not, he didn't say the word fight, did he? No. No, nah, he didn't say fight. What about, Ke- what about Kevin Lanfini, huh? Okay, now you're talking about lover's quarrel. I'm talking about a lover's quarrel. Cheyenne, what's her name? Shaney? Is Woodley? Something Woodley? Cheyenne? Shaney? Yeah, that's his name. Shailene. 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 Oh, oh, they're engaged, Michael? You know how many times that has been said about everyone? Danica Patrick, Kelly Rohrbach, Olivia Mund, Jessica Shores. Olivia Nunn, he messed up. Oh, see, he peaked at Olivia Munn. You're so dumb. Kelly Rohrbach is, like, she's how you would draw a pretty person. Rohrbach? Like, what, you got to tell the psychiatrist what it looks like, the, the ink blob? <laughs> You're, you are not familiar. You're talking about a Rorschach? Yeah, that's what that's what she said. No. Kelly Rohrbach, it was just like a swimsuit model who you may also know used to hang out with a guy named Leo. So if you hand a child a Crayola, I don't care about people's star signs. You're making me very upset. <laughs> From the texter, Washington so, vaccinators. What is? What, I mean, what? So Shailene is just a beard for this Kevin Lenfisi guy. Anyway. Oh, Kevin Lenfisi is the weirdest story to me in the history of all things. Because, like, hey, and I'll be honest with you, I've lived uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I moved to Albuquerque. I know no one. I can be surrounded by people, but I've never been more alone. That's sad. Well, I mean, you know, we all go through it. But Aaron Rodgers, he's so super soft, he has to have his boyfriend move in, give him a job at the Green Bay Packers to be his trainer. Is that right? Am I saying that right? A personal assistant? Training him to do what? Personal assistant. Why do you live with your trainer or personal assistant? You don't. You're an adult. And also, rent in Green Bay, not that bad. Yeah, the middle of Wisconsin, the prices are quite reasonable. Hey, Kelly Rohrbach calls, and Aaron's like, hey, I got to get Kevin on here real quick. I don't know. I think I heard Green Bay just got their second Applebee's, so home prices are about to just skyrocket. Are they up to two zip codes there yet, Michael? You would know. I believe they do. They got three. (laughs) Three zip codes? There's no way. What? Breaking the bank. All right, so. I'm pulling out the fact checker the during word, the break. The word Lombardi is not a zip code. Dave and Buster's presents 
tune in on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We spend our nights at O'Neill's, and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hey, friends of the show, we want to thank you for downloading the podcast. Two years in, and we wouldn't be here without you. To keep going strong, we're going to need your five-star ratings and your reviews. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us, give us a review or two. Here's what we're doing, loyal listener. We need your reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us get better by getting your constructive criticism and or complete hatred. After 100 reviews, we'll do a special show where we read your reviews back to you. Okay, I don't know the rules on who's right in this situation, so I'm going to say that I am right. Okay. I'm going to say that you guys were wrong. All right, go on. Green Bay has two area codes. Oh. Michael said they had three after originally saying with confidence they had two, but only because he changed his answer so quickly to three. I'm going to say Michael is wrong. And Green Bay, Wisconsin with two area codes, My Michael. So you Google, can have. Google said one. All right. Is that so, and surrounding areas? According to area-codes.com, which I'm not going to say is the authority on this, but maybe. And by the way, this doubles as the number of hoes that you can have in a city as well. I don't know if you know that. The rule. Yeah. You know the ratio. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has Shailene and Kevin Liz Frank. Uh, injury. What's what's his name? <laughs> Kevin Lafihi. That there it is. The equation, Michael, is one to one. That's hose to area codes, and that was made famous by Atlanta-based rapper Ludacris. Correct. Rules to live by. Yeah, by Ludacris, because he had different area codes associated with. Yes, yes, yes. Women of loose morals, maybe? I don't know. Fun people? Not familiar with that. I work here with you guys. Ah, fair. Michael is probably the funnest producer I've ever met, but I've known Michael for almost three years now, two and a half years, Mm -hmm. and we've never done anything fun together. Outside of this? Yeah, not in... I have regularly invited Michael to sports and sports-adjacent happenings. This weekend, for instance, we are live from Bourbon and Boots. Mm -hmm. Michael, will you please come to that? Bourbon and Boots, that's on Sunday. Hmm. Sunday Hmm. evening. The game game got flexed. I'll have to check my schedule. You work with us, and we will be there. What is the confusion? I'll buy you an oat soda. Okay. I'm in. The one that the friend of the show buys me, I will give to you. And when I win the lottery, buy the place. I don't think I don't think Vital knows how wildly popular he is. In no, this he has world. no clue. People he ask us if we know him. He doesn't know. People, that's the first thing people ask me. Like, hey, are you Van from the Sports Animal? Like Van from Two Men On? And I'm like, yeah, that's me, bro. And he's like, what's Mike Vital like that's in real, real life? Yeah. He likes Guinness beer and Jameson. I love him as a co-host on True to the Game. That's what people say. Yeah, all the time. They all lead the time. they lead with that. People say that to me, Michael. 
I'm a part of this show. <laughs> oh, I'm also a part of that show. I'm a part of okay. You're the whole station. You're the face of the station. But I would agree you're the face of the station. But no, actually, he's the voice of the station because he never goes in public, and people don't know what he looks like. So we're about to come out with the two men on day one shirt. And what we're going to do is, it's if you were if you were one who was here from day one, if you're one of the ones that were here on day one, then you're going to get one T-shirt from us. Michael will get one because he was one of the ones from day one. For sure. Well, we already gave him a shirt. You got an ABQ Central shirt already. Yeah, but those are dead and gone. Quite soon, you will have a two-men-on shirt. Oh, by the way. That shirt did not fit. My girlfriend took it from me. Nice. So hot. Did she just put it on her pillow every night and think of Fred? No, because (laughs) Mike Vitale is like a large or an XL, but if you buy him anything less than the size of Parachute, he has zero interest in it. Sure. I'll go 2X now. Because I noticed that you can squeeze into your your shirts. I don't know how you do it. Fred. I wear an XL, but you need a three X, not no. a one, not an XL. I like showing my curves. <laughs> Day one or t shirts coming available. A van dresses prop- properly appropriate. Well, if you got medium longs, I can buy off rack. Otherwise, I need my tailor. So I'm a large, tall too. Shout out to Izzy, yeah. my tailor. My quarter zip game is strong, by the way. I have a lot of quarter zips. I can't even count them. Because I, I was a sport coat guy forever, but since Van's a sport coat guy, we both can't be sport coat guys. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the transition to quarter zips so we didn't look like perfect strangers, Balky and whoever. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do here. You, I'm, you I'm, would I'm, seem the person that would wear plaid, not quarter I zips. I do have plaid. Yeah. You got a lot of plaid. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. hypnotizing sometimes. It's a lot of plaid. I think I'm going to go full Ray Donovan this year, Fred. I think I'm just going to buy a bunch of white shirts and uh, a couple fresh black and navy blue blazers and just white shirt every day. So you can go back to your multicolored shirt and blazer combinations, and I'm just going to I'm just going to full blown Ray Donovan this year. So. You you don't do laundry well <laughs> enough to maintain that look. You're not good enough at washing whites. Okay, well, I think that's an insult directly to my girlfriend. And um... <laughs> first hour in the books, it was a good one. When we get back, a bunch of guys with names you can't pronounce: Shishesky, Djokovic. When you say it the way I said it, it sounds bad. Is No Jack gonna have to Djokovic? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Let's come back with that one. Uh, I do want to talk about how no one's talking about Mike Krzyzewski in his final year. Some cool stuff going on in the NFL. More Ken Rosen's all talk. Six o'clock. Our friend Tyler Copeland. We're two men on. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Five o'clock. Welcome to Quitting Time. Welcome to your car. Welcome to the program. I want to take a second to talk about one of our new friends of the show, and that's Electric Playhouse. Electric Playhouse. Uh, we're going to do some events, guys. So we went down there. We, we've done a bunch of stuff with them. So we've done a bunch of stuff with them in the past. And, sure. and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So we said, hey, you got a cool interaction here. Have you, have, you haven't been, have you, Michael? Not yet. Okay. So what it is, it's they do these lights. Don't and, invite him. He's not going to go. Oh, he's not going to go. I'm not going to invite yeah. him. Oh, is it a wiffle ball? I'll, I'll be there right away standing at the door. <laughs> okay. Love that. I hear you talking. So, so what it is is they do these light projections or these sensors. So you play these interactive games, and they're, like, projected via light. It's incredible. It's the most incredible thing you'll ever see. And you can, like, squish bugs or hit hit for points or race and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, not just for kids, for adults. So we were in there with our 
with our friend John Mark, and we were like, hey, John Mark, why aren't we running a wiffle ball league here? And he was like, because you only now brought it up. Yeah. So your boys are going to bring you all the wiffle ball. We're going to do that either starting next Tuesday or the following Tuesday, depending on shipping, because who knows? Uh, they do that small batch trivia with Geeks Who Drink. Um, they got some cool stuff going on. So obviously check them out all the time, electricplayoffs.com. Uh, you can tell them the boys sent you if you want, but I, there's no real reason to unless you're there to play wiffle ball because you be there with us. And we're going to be there starting next Tuesday for sure, at least for the show, and then wiffle ball to follow. Uh, but the idea is to have off and running um, all of the wiffle ball. So that'll be a cool thing. Yeah, unless it's wiffle ball night, don't show up and say the boys sent us. Only one guy knows who we are so far. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, the guy at the registers is going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, and friend. We all know entry-level guy at the register, he don't read memos. You don't, you don't care. No, he don't care. You don't, he's not even on the email list yet. I want to talk about this uh, Djokovic stuff, but first I want to talk about Mike Krasinski. Krasinski, Mike Krasinski, Mike Mike, Mike, Wachowski. Mike Wachowski, the little green guy from Monsters, Inc. And it's funny to, cause, hey, first of all, everyone deserves their name. I want to be real transparent in that. Sure. But. Mike Krzyzewski was for 29 years, almost 30 years, the biggest deal on all of basketball. Sure. His program at Duke won all the games. His players went to the NBA. He coached for the Olympics. He was, give me goosebumps, Jimmy V. Like all the things Mike Krzyzewski were Mike Krzyzewski. Where's Mike Krzyzewski been since he announced his retirement's coming up? Why is there no conversation about Mike Krzyzewski anywhere until today when he's jawing off with a kid that plays for Georgia Tech? And I'm like, oh, I forgot that Mike Krzyzewski has a level of relevancy because for some reason he doesn't anymore. I don't understand either. Like, we were talking about this before the show, and we are like, what? Why, why isn't this in the news? He's going to retire from coaching. He's going to retire from Team USA. And it's not a big deal to anyone. It's for some reason it's not a big deal to anyone. He's been a big deal for thirty years. He, Mike Shashevsky is such a big deal. He just gets to say his name however he wants. Right. Yeah. He said English language. Nah, fam. Nah, fam. Nah. It's called. It's pronounced Shashevsky, not Krizbaluski, or whatever. It's a, it's a thing that's just blowing my mind because. And I imagine there's an ESPN or an HBO Sports or a whoever, Showtime's up and coming, like documentary crew following around. I imagine we're going to get something really cool at some point, and you're going to go back and celebrate them, but it's going to feel like post-humorous because what? And no one's going to care because he's so successful, right. and he's outside of the news, and he's a nice guy, and he loves his family, and when he's not coaching... He's just hanging out with his fam. That's not exciting. No. That's not newsworthy. That's not Antonio Brown stuff. And aside it's weird. He talks smack to the refs for all for how many years? All they can't of them. take smack from a young guy. Just from a – and by the way, the kid was like, hey, I used to be a fan of Duke, and then I saw you were still there. So I'm not – I don't know if he said that, but that's close enough. Ouch. He said, you don't know who you're talking to. This is uh, the Devo talking about Coach K. He said, you don't know who you're talking to, but I was just trying to compete with them. That's all there was. So I guess he took it the wrong way. But at me, as a competitor, I want to beat Duke. Oh, okay. You don't say. And Duke can be beat now because Duke's not what Duke was. 
when everyone hated Christian Leitner, Duke was different. Grant Hill, Duke was different. He's not getting the recruits because his style doesn't fit. Well, he's not getting the recruits because he sits down with kids in the living room. He's like, hey, you excited to play here for four years? And they go, damn, no, hard no. Vital unpackaged that a little bit. His recruiting style or his coaching style doesn't fit. He talked about it over the summer about how he's had to change and adjust it, how he recruits and how he Mm, fits the system. Remember, everybody touched the ball and – he did a little weave and played defense. And are there now no are there no Plumleys available? Or did the Plumley family stop stop dropping out kids? Like, well, his his style of basketball still exists because his style of basketball is exactly what the Chicago Bulls are playing this year. Is Joe Kim Noah up there? Is that why you're saying that? No, the Bulls are a pass first team. They're a shot selection no. team. You guys, the Bulls have shot the le- the least amount of three pointers in the NBA and have the highest three-point percentage NBA. It's phenomenal what they're doing. Yeah, about. but you guys are talking about the court. No one, no one's turning down Duke for playing the court. Players are turning down Duke because when Mike Krzyzewski goes in, he's like, hey, you're at Duke. you got to go to class, and you gotta, you got to come back as a sophomore. Yeah. And player that is, like, being recruited by Duke, they don't need to do that. No. They need to go to Georgia Tech and not show up to class in the fall, go on academic probation in the spring – finish out the NCAA tournament, and then go learn how to play better basketball in a camp until they get drafted. And now get with it. the name-likeness stuff now, it's changed, the that, whole landscape. Hey, dude, you beat me to it by like half a second. I was going to say, like, all these players, these team-first attitude players, they're spread across the country, and they're trying to get that auto dealership. They're trying to get that smoothie place. They're trying to get contracts from all these places, and they don't care about school anymore. Oh, God, no, they don't. If, and, you, if you know – Worst case scenario, you're going to play in Europe or China after a year of college. Why show up? Well, he talked about the fact this summer that he hated the one and done, what it's done to his program. Well, he has to, because I'm going to give you some examples. Zion Williamson. If if you're Zion Williamson, you show up for one year and you leave, every Duke player is like, I can just leave? Mm -hmm. And I just get paid to sit there? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ones. My boy, Jason Tatum. I only got one year in me, coach. Yeah. I'm that good. Like, there's Jabari Parker, Kyrie Irving. That, that's just the 2010s. I think Steph Curry only played one year at Duke. Seth, not Steph. Seth. Yeah, Seth. Seth. But there's some guys who played a couple more years. That J, that Jay Hill Okafor, he played for a while. He didn't do anything in the NBA, really. Marvin, Marvin Bagley, is he still playing in the NBA? He's got to be. It, it, it's hard to get. With name, image, likeness, hard to get kids to buy in. Like, wh- why? Why? In what world? Like, the mentality it takes for these kids to buy in to four years. Why do you care about four years when you're being entertained by TikTok? When you're scrolling through Instagram every day and you have this entertainment every three seconds culture, this lack of attention span. Why would you plan for four years and get a college degree and think, you know what, I I do really like biochem, and I'm going to study really hard while I'm playing basketball. At the end of these four years, if basketball doesn't work out, I have this degree. Well, and That's not the mentality anymore. No. It's pay me. The mentality is whoever is the three brothers glass and auto of Duke is like, hey, every time you shoot a three, uh-huh. we're going to give you a couple hundred more bucks because we're three brothers glass and auto. That's the thing, because if Coach Krzyzewski's like, hey, let's work it inside, guys. we got to get two bites. No. 
I got to get a couple hundred bucks off my sponsor. Sure. Sorry for you, coach. Should have recruited the second best guy out of the Carolinas. Wendell Carter still got eligibility. I think what was funny is that the coach K dropped the "Do you know who I am?" line to the guy. <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously not. He doesn't even know who he is. He didn't even know his own last name. Why would some kid thirty years later? <laughs> he goes to the Olympics to play all these Eastern European countries, and they're like, "You're not saying that right." Yeah. He's like, what? "No, it's Shostakovich." I trust me. Where you say it that way? It's Chris Waruski. Yeah. You say the name wrong. Yeah. Uh, cream of cinnamon roll? <laughs> roll of the cinnamon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hyper-specific. That is a very niche reference you just <laughs> dropped right there. That's one of my favorite scenes from any movie ever. Michael, have you ever seen Smoking Aces? No, not yet. It's very good. Put it on the list. It is. All right, so you guys already know I'm a big Ben Affleck mark. Anything Ben Affleck does, I'm telling you, is the best thing I've ever seen. It's it was written for Jeremy Piven. Yeah, I'm not a fan of anything Jeremy Piven's ever done except for Smoke and Aces. It's so good. It's so I would fun. agree. It's so fun. It's it, not going to change your life. It will change your life. It's not. It, it is not life changing cinema. It, absolutely, the type of cinema that changes. It your is life. not friggin' Schindler's List. It puts Schindler's List in the grave it deserves to be in. Okay, smoking aces. I'll yes. Tell the, yes. The, I'll tell and then my girlfriend I, here, I'll look it. it up for you right oh, now. You don't have to. I have it all at the top of my head. So Ben Affleck is in it. Chris Pine is in it, who kills. He's an absolute scene stealer. That's the best thing Chris Pine's ever done, either. Well, Star Trek. And. Yeah, I'm saying that. And Alicia Keys is in it, and she is straight heat. Okay, it is on Stars and Prime Video. I'll right give you now. my password. And whatever voodoo is, V U D U. What? These are not paid advertisements. What is, like, like, <laughs> voo us, do us? Like, I don't know. Like, like fubu, but voodoo? Yeah, exactly that. I'm not the one who's so far away. Stars and Prime Video. Yeah. It'll change your life. <laughs> All right, got it's it. It's so much fun. I don't watch a lot of movies twice, so I didn't watch it twice. But I think if I did, I would enjoy it the second time. It's worth a second watch, Freddie. John Calipari is the one who set off this one and done at Kentucky. Yes, that's from the texture. That's from front of the show, Craig. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. I think the NCAA did that. I think it's their fault. Their dumb rules. The NBA and the NCAA's back alley handshake deal about the one and done. That's what started this. The NBA, the NCAA, and the VUDU. That's all you need to worry about. <laughs> When we get back, um, I think for the first time in the history of the program, not 100% sure that's accurate. Okay. Day oneers could tell us tennis talk. I'm not joking. You're not Jokoviching? Dave and Busters presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We spend our nights at O'Neill's. And our weekends at Electric Playoffs. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Next up to bat, your five-star review for Two Men On, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friend of the show, we need 100 reviews. Why 100? I don't know. Just do it. 
So whatever you listen to our show on, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, leave us a review. It goes a long way to help improve the show. All right, welcome back to the program. So this one is going to take a little bit of explanation before the award-winning opinion that we always give. We haven't won any awards. Why did I say that? You're right, and it's going to take a little bit to unpack. I'm going to do my best to lay it out. Are you ready? And you tell me where I'm wrong. I so, thought you won an award. You went to go pick it up. Well, that's on Saturday. Yeah. Oh. So tennis is a sport just like ping pong, but played on a really bigger stage. Similar. And the net is also taller. All right, so you're actually going too deep because you're talking about ping pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's easiest to explain with pong. So it's like Pong yeah, yeah, yeah. with the paddles on your Atari 6400. Right, right, right. But instead of you controlling it with the paddles and the rotating boy. You're a living human being. Yeah. that's the, So I'm not sure which came first. On a court. I, did tennis come first or Pong? I thought it was table tennis. And then Atari used that technology. Okay, that's correct. I think... I believe that's correct. And then old rich white people were like, this ping pong thing is fun. Yeah. Let's do it in a big court. Yeah, a court that we fence off from people in the community so they won't have access to it unless they pay an absorbent amount to be part of a club. So loyal listeners, friends of the show, that's what tennis is. That is tennis, okay? Okay, take us to commercial, Vital. Thank you. All right, I just looked up the definition of tennis, okay? Okay. It's a type of shoe worn during athletic competition. So there you go. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so who knew? Strong word. So Novak Djokovic. I think you said it right. Spelled K-R-Z-Y-S-Z-E-N-S-K-I. Is Serbian and Montenegroian? I don't know how that works. I believe just Two Serb- republics are right next to each other. And they got Serbian. broken up. Yeah, just Serbian now. So was he born Serbian Montenegrin, and he's just now Serbian because Montenegro doesn't exist anymore? That seems correct. It uh, got, uh, caught, it got uh, swapped up by uh, Serbia. It's 2022, Fred. I don't say Montenegro anymore. Uh, good call. And get us in trouble. You know how I feel about landlocked countries. Not interested. Go on. Just no. Okay. Land, landlocked states, though, you're okay with. Okay, so I'm I'm actually hot and cold on those, and it depends what's going on. You seemed a little nervous after you moved here. Well, I, there was a lot of relief because I knew I wouldn't have to deal with seafood again. Uh, and then, as it turns out, I did have to deal with seafood, but it's desert seafood, which doesn't actually qualify as seafood, but the desertians... Uh, or the townies don't know. Sure, 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 yeah, sure, yeah. sure. One one restaurant here flies their fishing on a plane every day. More than one does that. And I'm sure. not going to tell you which one it is. Long John Silver's. Because if you get sick, you're going to blame me. Just don't eat fish in the desert. So Novak Djokovic is Serbian, not Montenegrin. And he is a professional tennis player. And he's currently ranked, get this, guys, out of everyone in the planet, who plays tennis. He's the best one. He's number one. He's very good. Yes. Now, keeping in mind, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, they are not playing in the Australian Open. They are out. 
Okay? I just want to make sure I'm setting the table correctly here. So the only thing the Australian Open can do is get this Djokovic cat so he can beat up on everyone else. Otherwise, no one is going to turn on the Turner Broadcasting Family Networks to watch this thing. It's just not going to happen. But here's the thing about number one ranked in the world, super world athletic, I assume Olympic winning, all the other winnings, yes, he won gold in 2008. Many finals winnings, career titles won in doubles, career titles in singles, 86. This athlete refuses to put the vaccine into his body. And here's the thing. I'm okay with that. You don't have to if you don't want to. Does Serbia have free will too, like we do? You can just refuse it? You're talking about God stuff. That's how free will works. Okay. Freedom. Liberty. So, he was like, I still would like to play in the Australian Open, boys. That's my goal. And Australia was like, well, here's the thing. We got these super lockdown borders. We don't just let anyone into Melbourne. I'm assuming it's in Melbourne. I didn't look. Maybe Sydney. And they're like, you can't come unless you have the vaccine. Djokovic was like, listen, I'm going to write you a handwritten letter. There may be some cash in it. I don't know. I know the three of us came up with 10 bucks real quick for the lottery. Yeah. Which I got to hustle out of here at 7 to stand in that long lottery line. So he said. By the way, friends of the show, yeah. if we win, you all get paid. That, what does that all, mean? All the OG friends of the show. The day oneers. All of our day oneers. You get a cut. You get a piece. But not monetarily. Like, we'll throw a party or something. That's your piece. Yeah, yeah. Little Caesar's pizza. Yeah, duh. Yeah. So. He says, why don't you guys go to, like, special consideration? Just just see if you can let me in. I'll follow dumb rules, whatever. So, Australia, the country, not the place, they said, yeah, we'll give it to two independent whatevers, and they will figure it out. Hey, lo and behold, man, your boy, Novak Djokovic, can go to Australia and play tennis. Okay, here's, here's where uh, we were talking about this previously, mm-hmm. and here's where we got it twisted. Because early reports were that Novak Djokovic had a vaccine exemption and Australia accepted it. Mm-hmm. What they did allow, which well, that wasn't true. Let me back up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that part is not true. That part is not true, even though it was reported on the news. Put it out by the, I would assume, the Djokovic camp. Yes, exactly that. So it was in the news that he received an exemption. But what actually happened was, what happened was, they said, hey, Come on over to our airport. You can provide evidence of your exemption. And if it's, an, in fact, a true exemption, come on in, buddy. Play some tennis with your boys. Right. But he shows up at the airport, and two hours later, they're like, you got to get no back to Serbia. Get out of Australia. Adios. As Vita Zane, goodbye. So he spent like two hours in the airport, and they're like, get out of here. And then reports were he's being held. He's being detained. He's currently being detained in the nicest Victorian hotel in Melbourne. So much to where the president of Serbia Ah. tries to intervene and calls calls him a political refugee. You must give back my Djokovic. (laughs) 
We want your papers. <laughs> oh, God, no. Serbian's president says he will fight for justice and truth. Okay. Truth is, he didn't get the vaccine. Justice is, Australia has very strict vaccine mandates and kicked him out. There's your truth. There's your justice. His, well, the regular Australian citizens have been locked down for the last couple of years. I'd be furious, too, how this guy could get oh, in. Oh, I would be livid if I'm Australian or New Zealand or Tasmanian or any of those like Indonesian islands down there, although I recognize that they're governed by a different force named Manny Pacquiao, and anything I say, I don't want him to come after me. Djokovic's dad says. Oh, God. You beat me, too. <laughs> I know you take it's it. It's so good. Go ahead. Quote. Novak is currently in a room where no one can enter. Oh, okay. Well, all right. That's... Are you talking about a quarantine? Yeah, okay. That makes sense because you're supposed to quarantine. He's under armed guard. What? They don't even have guns in Australia. Is that like, true? Six people in Australia can hunt. Yeah, Australia did the opposite of what we did. They had one school shooting and they took away everyone's guns. I didn't They're like, know you're that. never doing this again. I yeah. did not know that. The licensure for guns? to get in hunting permits is insane. Now. Oh, boy. We just learned no licensures don't matter. Our reference, Novak Djokovic. So this council is like, yeah, come on over, big guy. But the, like, the, the entry-level guys, the TSA. You didn't finish the quote oh, go ahead. from the father, by the way. If they don't let him go in half an hour, we will gather on the street. This is a fight for everyone. <laughs> come on. No. Come on. He broke the rules. <sighs> he knew the rules going in. Quote, this is a fight for the liberal world. This is not just a fight for Novak, but a fight for the whole world. <sighs> is it, though? No, it's not. Is it? Because here's the thing. You don't have to get the vaccine. I'm saying that 1,000 times over to anyone sure. who ever asked me. Sure. What you do have to do is adhere by the rules. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You have freedom. You have liberty. You have body autonomy. You also have to play by other people's rules. He says, man, these, this exemption is not very exempt, big dog. Just get the vaccine. What was the the move, the baseball movie with David Spade? The bench warmers? I'll go fish. Remember when the, the rival team had like a, a Dominican pitcher and he's obviously like 24 years old. I think that really happened. And he has just like written in crayon on a piece of paper, I am 12. Is that like what Novak Djokovic like handed over to the Australian authorities? Yeah. Like, I am fine. It's from like Parks and Rec. Yeah. I do what I want. I do what I want. I tell you what, though. Did, and this is like, an, I'm, I'm just going to say it. This is an entitlement thing. Sure. A hundred percent. Because everywhere Djokovic goes, he's in the tennis world. He's not, not in the tennis world. Like he's living in the real world, but he's not. Like, all right. So we're on sports talk, right? We get like friends of the show who call the show, and they're like, "Hey, let's talk about our opinion. Let you know, let's laugh a little bit. Let's be loose." You go, you go on the other side of that wall. You go over to KKOB, and you get a bunch of callers who are telling you how it is. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're all like middle management guys, and the people that surround them in their world have to listen to what they say. That's what this Djokovic cat is. Everyone around Djokovic has to listen to him all the time. Yeah. And now he goes to Australia. He's like, you have to listen to me. And they're like, like I, the, 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 crikey. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> crikey. Fool. 
You, uh, you, uh, you come over here with your papers, eh? Let's see, uh, won't you hand me over them papers? No. Don't get star treatment here. Get back to Serbia. Hey, this is all. Hey, Novak, this is just written in crayon there, ain't it? You call that a papers <laughs> on the Bobby. <laughs> this is a papers. <laughs> That's, ah, uh, they're the worst. So I, I'm excited to see how this thing plays out. And because, oh, you know what I hate? How Australia's on the other side of the world. Because as this is going to happen, I'm going to be full on asleep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I wake up and there's like developments, I'm going to wake up first thing tomorrow and I'll be like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm going to tell my Reddit to give me an alert. Wake up in the morning. Serbia attacks Australia. When we get back from the break, Tops is not at the Tops anymore. There's someone else at the Tops, but Tops is still at the Tops, but it's not the top top. That makes sense? Get us to commercial fast. Two men on 95.9 <laughs> FM, AM 610. The sports. All right, back on the program. Like 25 minutes from Tyler Copeland joining us on the program, which uh, I'm very excited about. It'll be fun to introduce him to the friends of our show. Professional wrestler Tyler Copeland. Okay. All right, I just got one of my Powerball numbers set up. Like one of the picks? Yeah, one of the picks. How, I, I'm gonna. I'm not feigning dumb. I'm actually dumb because I don't play the lottery. Okay. How many numbers do we pick? You pick five numbers. Okay. And then a Powerball number. Right. So six total. All right. So what are the numbers you can pick up between the, on the six? Or can uh, you pick the same ones twice? Can you pick like the number five five times? That's impossible. They take the ball out, and so you can only pick one number. Okay, but we could pick like one through five. Yeah, you, you could pick one, two, three, four, five. I feel like that'd be bad. Why does it matter? It's just completely randomly generated. Statistically speaking, that doesn't seem like that would be the winner. Well, you could pick any five numbers, and they all have the same probability. Now, are they always escalating, or can they be anything? You can go to a roulette table. And theoretically, it can be red every time for the rest of your life. It's the same probability. Well, that's 50%. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying there's a 50% chance it's going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and there's a 50% chance it's not? Nailed it. You nailed it. Because? Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, you pick 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you're going to win, or you're not going to win, and that's 50%, right? There are two outcomes, winning and not winning. That seems like 50. <laughs> it is not a coin flip, no. I don't know if I get it. The lottery would have went out of business a long time ago if you were running this thing. Can I have my $10 back? <laughs> Your seven? You cheapskate? Well, that's all I had left over from um, lunch. lunch. <laughs> I don't carry cash. So we're going. I got to figure it figured out, Vital. We're doing Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Bart Starr, Leroy Butler, oh. Clay Matthews, and Ray Nitsky. <laughs> it, it might work. You never know. <laughs> I might... I might. Sub- How about a number seven? They say that's a popular. That's a. Well, that's why we don't pick seven. Don Mikowski. That's that's Broncos stuff. We're doing Packers stuff here. <laughs> All right. So can I do? Can I do? We we'll do a Cardinals one. Well, I was gonna say, but you went football, so I could do a St. Louis Rams one as well. Oh, uh, R.I.P. So do you want that? Because I'll do it real quick off the top of my head. Okay, do a Rams one. All right, number ten, Mark the, Bolger. The put, hi- that, put that one down. The highest number. And Powerball is sixty-nine. Sweet. Nice. Okay. So, all right. So, I want a number 10, Mark Bolger. Put that on the list. Okay, 10. Number 13, Kurt Warner. Okay. Put that on the list. Okay. Number 28, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Put that on the list. Okay. Now, for fun, number 32, Dre Bly. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a personal favorite of mine. That's niche. I don't know if, if God is going to favor you on that one. You don't think that's the one? Pick Dre Bly. You, so, you think take Dre Bly out? 
Yeah, I don't think God pays that much attention to to the like the second guy on the roster. Just superstars. The number th- all right. Just, so just, take Dre Bly out. Thirty two's out. Okay. So now put thirty nine in Steven Jackson. Smart. Okay. So That's I, smart. And so in obviously you'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna go eighties. I gotta pick a wide receiver here. But the eighties they're not going to accept the card because you can't pick a number. Yeah, because you can only go up to what? 69. All right. So I'm going to have to get something below 69. So I'm going to go with number 55, James Laronitis. Oh, that's really smart. Okay. So those then are my. Now you need a Powerball. All right. So what does that go to? I think it's in between 50 and 60. Is that correct, Michael? I don't think so. Well, you would know, Michael. I think it could be any number. No. Then select one number. From the texter. It's a number from 1 to 26 for the Powerball? Is that, is that true? So from the texter, Craig has bought in his Powerball. Okay. So and he said the line was ferocious at the Speedway in Rio Rancho. There ain't going to be nobody at my bodega. Okay. So so wait, what are my what are my Powerball number options between what and what? Let me, let me read this real quick, but I think your Powerball options have to be in between 1 and 26. Well, then what I want to do is I want to take Kurt Warner out and make him my Powerball. Smart. So, okay. all right. So, 13 Kurt Warner 13. is now my Powerball, 13. and that allows me to bring Dre Bly back in at 32. Okay. So, that gives me 10, 28, 32, 39, 55. And then 13. And then 13. Is the Powerball. And that is going to be one of our 30 chances St. Okay. Louis Rams. I think 15. I think it's two bucks a pop, isn't it? Oh, Powerball. Oh, is that real? Yeah, $2. I'm honestly, I'm honestly not sure. Okay, so we get 15 All right. tries. All right, this one's on you, Vital. We taken out Favre, Rogers, or Star and making them the Powerball. Yeah, you got to pick one. Star is the Powerball. Okay, Star, good answer. Like that. That's it. Yeah. That's it right there. And because we're on a roll, I'm going to give you my St. Louis Cardinals ones right now, too. Okay, okay sweet. <laughs> Number one, Ozzie Smith. Oh, one. Okay, okay, so we're going with Ozzy Smith. Right. Number five, Albert Pujols. Very good. Now, the Powerball is the one where you're like, because you're already like, well, Fred, you already skipped one. That's going to end up being Powerball, okay? Who is? The, well, you know when I One of those it. two. Okay. No, not one of those two, but you'll see. Okay. Because I have a plan here. I'm sure you do. 15, Jim Edmonds. Okay. Put him on the list. 27, Scott Rowland. Okay. Put him on the list. 47, what would John Mabry do? Put him on the list. Okay, which one is that? 47. Oh, wait, I missed somebody then. One. one, five, 15, 27, 47. Okay, there we go. And then my Powerball number four for Yachty Molina. You're just going to leave off Stan the Man and Bob Gibson? So, and I knew you were going to say that. I was ready for this conversation. Because okay. I wanted to go Stan Musial, sure. but then I changed my plan to only living Cardinals. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because if I were to go to historic Cardinals, I'd have to put Tim McCarver in there. It would be a whole production. Okay. Euchre. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and Euchre only caught for like two weeks for the Cardinals, but I'm going to lay claim to him. Sweet. All right, so do we get that? 1, 5, 15, 27, 47, and 4. That's the one. The St. Louis Cardinal and the St. Louis Rams one. Okay. Well, I guess I better do an Astros now, too. You need to do an Astros real quick. Okay. Let's do this. This is make Okay. All right, Bagwell, five. That's a good one. Biggio, seven. Okay. Berkman, 17. Yeah, there's another B. Don't skip it. Nolan Ryan, 34. Okay. Now I'm stuck. If you don't put Bell on there, I'm going to get real mad. 
Make it all killer bees. That's what I'm saying. Because you're because kind- uh, if you don't, then that's a little jinxy boy. How about Korea? Okay, I was uh, okay. I definitely need 27 for Altuve. Correa's mm-hmm. probably gone, so I got to leave Correa off. I agree. Yeah. It's a, but also you're going to leave Roger Clemens off, and I think he's the greatest Astro of all time. Well, he had the the greatest Jaws of any Astros of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why didn't you put? He can, he can chew through a raw steak. Like, like no one's business. Why didn't you put Lance I, I Berkman thought, on I that? saw Roger Clemens just eat like a tin can like a hungry goat one time just to practice that <laughs> wide jaw. Fred's look. <laughs> Say that again? Big Puma. Already got him. 17. Oh, you already got him. Yeah. yeah. All right, so give it to me again. So we got Jeff Bagwell, yeah. Craig Biggio, yes. Lance Berkman, yes. Jose Altuve, Nolan Ryan, and I think I need to do – so you got to move Altuve to the Powerball, and you got to put Bell in to your five. See, I'm not going to go Bell or Barry because they don't mean that much to me. Yeah, that's a good point because you got to go. With yeah, because this is this is my heart. Yeah, so you need 44 in there. So my heart tells me Alvarez to do Billy Wagner. Wow, but that's another super low number. I mean, this is a real gamble for the Powerball. <laughs> How is God going to know which players I put down? This is going to be very confusing. See, I want to do another high number. Mm-hmm. But all my favorite players are obviously low numbers. Because that's traditionally in the 30s. Yeah. Billy Wagner was 13. Andy Pettit? Oh, God, no. Okay. We don't. We don't. We don't we, reference those years? Not those rent, well, we don't play with those rentals. No, not even. All right, I got to think about this. This has to be. What about Luis Gonzalez? I love Luis Gonzalez. About the Richards pitcher. See, I was thinking J.R. Richard or Mike Scott. Woody Williams. J.R. Richards. Oh, man. Well, we're almost at the break, so you're going to need to make up your mind real quick because I'm not going to leave people hanging on this one. You believe standing in line behind him when he's. (laughs) You know what? I I like this because it's so weird and so unlikely. I'm going Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan. We're going to do 33-34 back-to-back. Oh, that's so smart. It's very ballsy, isn't it? Yeah. And then... Power ballsy. I think I got to put my all-time favorite, Bagwell, as the power ball. Mike, cut this whole segment off. So we got Biggio, Berkman, Altuve, and then Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan with Jeff Bagwell as the power ball. All right, so that gives us one Houston Powerball ticket, one Green Bay Powerball ticket, right? One St. Louis Cardinal Powerball ticket, right? One St. Louis Ram Powerball ticket, correct? So I feel like you need to supply one Houston Oilers Powerball ticket when we get back from the break. I can't put number one five times for Warren Moon. Paul <laughs> <laughs> oh, Campbell, the big bruising yeah. running back. Earl Campbell's thirty-four. Yeah. L- Lorenzo White, Haywood Jeffries. There's a lot of them. The Matthews boys. See those 30 numbers are on those winning lottery tickets. Wasn't Craig Heinrich down there one season before they went to Tennessee? Craig Heinrich? Yeah, the punter. Martin Heinrich, the state representative. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On, live from the John Lopez <laughs> Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We spend our nights at O'Neill's and our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Boys help boys. And you help us by giving us a five-star review wherever you check out the podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews, Apple, iTunes, wherever 
wherever you download this show. Hey there, friends of the show. We need your reviews. And once we get 100 of them, we're going to do a special one-off show where we read your reviews back to you. Positive, negative, constructive criticism, trolling. Bring it. What is this one? Are you on the B side of Rejoin Music right now? What it- Mondo Cosmo. Mondo Cosmo? Got this name of the group, and this, the title cut is called Shine. He's got to sneak in some, like, pinkies out hipster stuff for me every once in a while. <laughs> I know Shine. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. There's a lot of songs named Shine. Oh, is there? I think Goo Goo Dolls had a, like a chart. I want to throw in a Jethro Tull someday, but not now. There's a rapper named Shine. Yeah, there is. Oh, who knew? He got locked up for attempted murder. Uh, Shine Mannion was the quarterback the other day against your Green Bay Packers. Shine Mannion? He did. He was not shiny that day, that's for sure. All right, you're familiar with Fanatics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yes. a, our fans, yeah. Football. Our, the Fots. Football Fanatics. The Day Ones. Fanatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's friends of the show. That's Fots. Oh, whoops. That's very different. Fanatics is a company that you can buy like Gardner Minshew jerseys off of for $8.99 with shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know from experience. So Fanatics had this vision. They were going to become like a streaming service. They wanted to stream Major League Baseball and football, and they were going to be the whole thing, the number four sport in the country, soccer. They were going to stream everything. Well, that's all falling through. It's not working out. Big surprise. They don't have the money. Cool. I think they tried to like stream like pro wrestling and stuff for a while, too. I think they tried like niche stuff just to make sure the technology worked. I didn't hear anything about that. Of so course not. it must have been an utter failure. I mean, if it doesn't come up on my radar. So Michael Eisner, who used to run Disney, uh, and by the way, doesn't anymore. And since he's left, uh, they're doing very well. He was running Tops Trading Cards. Do you remember Tops Trading Cards? Love them. I was a Fleer guy. You're a Fleer guy? I was a Fleer guy. You seem like an upper deck guy to me. Uh, So I've also been an upper deck guy. Yeah. Yeah. Tops was my favorite. Why? Yeah. Because they're the old school. The old guard. Yeah. Fanatics is only forward moving. Right. Because they're partnered with Jay-Z and Barstool Sports, both names that I don't explain who they are, and they couldn't make the biggest deals happen, so they ended up doing this. They bought trading cards. What? Who's buying trading cards? So this, this, was two, this happened twofold. I don't know the exact date it happened. Okay. But... Fanatics overbid all the other card companies for the likes and rightness, uh, rights and likeness of baseball, football, basketball, and they're going to get all these contracts one by one. Right. As so they expire elsewhere. Major League Baseball was the first one that Fanatics got. They outbid Tops to be the official supplier of sports cards. But they, and then and then they said we're going to bid higher than anyone on every single other sports contract, and they're already in the process of doing that. But they bought tops. Correct. Okay. This, this is I'm talking like a month ago. Sorry. Go a, ahead. A month or six weeks ago, they outbid for the contract for the likeness for Major League Baseball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. So like there was an expiration date on tops doing baseball cards already. So seeing the writing on the wall 
just yesterday news broke that Tops is selling to Fanatics. So Fanatics doesn't even have to wait until the contract is up. They took over Tops. Let's yes. go. It's over. Oh wow. It's over. Over 70 years Tops has had that contract. Well, you know what they're about to have? Nothing. They have to have a lot of money. Well, yeah, because with Fanatic, Fanatics can be like, yeah, we'll just start a printing press. No big deal. We're valued at $10 billion. We can handle this. I said $10 billion. That's a real number. Yeah. And top, what's Tops going to do? Garbage pail kids all day? Like, what are they going to do? So Tops' company was valued over a billion. And since they lost that contract, their value was cut in half. That, that seems generous. So Fanatics bought them at half price. They stole the contract and got their competitor for half price. Hey, Wrigley better watch out. Hey, and by the way, where's the love for, like, the heritage of Tops being there forever? Like, where's Tops' government bailout? You know what I mean? I don't care about that. I, I think they should have been, like, got a co-op in there, had a bunch of co-owners, infused some money into it just to keep the top's name for that heritage. They should have made the jump to NFTs. They should have made the jump to the Madden video game exclusive, buy a tops, download a digital quarterback. They should have like they should have kept up with the times. Well, tops did do that. Like the internet cards and uh valued cards on the internet like mm-hmm. only so yeah, many oh, see those only so many are released etc cetera, etc cetera. they did dip their toe into that but, but there that's... Were, but there are some nefarious connections in serbia <laughs> okay here we go <laughs> i know you're in the witness relocation program i know that for a fact and i just need you to say it on air one time don't i hope we win the lottery <laughs> <laughs> Good program so far. I'm excited for this one. In five minutes, uh, my friend Tyler Copeland will be here. Soon to be your friend, friend of the show. I'm I'm super sad about this. Like, I haven't talked about this out loud yet. I just sent you this story. Yeah. We haven't talked about it. Like, I got sad talking about, like, there's not going to be top sports cards anymore. Who cares? Like, there's no, like, you can't open up a pack and feel the old recycled cardboard. Chalky gum. Yeah, chalky gum. Literally does not matter. No one has bought... When's the last time you bought a brick of cards? It's been a minute. Yeah. I still have like all my old rookie cards and stuff, though. They're not worth anything. They're worth a lot. You don't, what do you got them? In Tupperware? I'll show you sometime. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program, 6 o'clock. If you work till 6 o'clock, we'll welcome... To Wednesday night. This is an exciting thing for you. Thank you for tuning in to the boys. Every so often on Two Men On, we had a third man. We have a third man on. And it is, uh, it's actually a very old friend of mine, an absolute consummate professional wrestler. Tyler Copeland joining us on the program. Tyler, how are you? Doing great, Fred. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks now. I haven't seen you in I don't know how many years. It's It has been more than a few. So, uh, Van, Tyler, Tyler, Van. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going so, on? So, Tyler, welcome, Michael. Welcome to the show and welcome to Albuquerque. First time in Albuquerque. I'm excited. Man. Yeah, and, and you're here. You're traveling for work. You got some stuff going on. Yep. But you were like, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Expose me to the culture. Yep. And I said, well, I, I don't know it. I'm still the guy from the Midwest. But yeah, I'll do my best. So, next, next commercial break, whatever your favorite sports team is, we're going to give you a Powerball number. Oh, yeah. I got to pick Powerball. You got to make your Powerball number list. Yeah, we're we'll, playing. We'll share in the winnings. Playing Powerballs. Yeah, I got the team ready. So. <laughs> 
So, Michael, uh, Tyler gave me my first broadcasting job in wrestling about 10 years ago. So Tyler was throwing charity events through pro wrestling in St. Louis, Missouri. And he said, uh, hey, Fred, obviously I recognize you're, you know, you're very talented. You're insanely handsome. Uh, you're charismatic. You're desirable. You're, he, he, you know how it is, the regular stuff. You should have led with humble. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and put me in front of a microphone for the first time, and he let me call him get beat up by Santa Claus or whatever else was going on in the world. So, uh, so thank you for that opportunity. You have led to what this currently is. I wouldn't be here without you, Fred. Man, those are good times. Those are good memories. And it's crazy to think that was almost 10 years ago now. How old we all get, right? Time flies. And as a pro wrestler, it's like a different amount of years, right? It feels different. Yep, absolutely. And, and I just we'll get into this, I'm sure, but I just came back from a few years off. So just kind of kind of dusting off, uh, you know, all the damage over the years. What like what kind of toll does it take physically on you? Like to like professional wrestlers are I would say they're athletes, but I don't know if it's competition. I mean, it's theater. But like, what does it do to the body? Well, look, especially, it depends on how much they're wrestling first, but, you know, most wrestlers are wrestling at least, you know, two, three times a weekend if they're active, um, at least on the independent scene. So that's, you know, banging your head against the mat, really taking hard falls and hard shots against the mat, you know, two to three times a weekend. And that's, those are real hits. Those are real, um, real falls, you know, and that takes a serious toll on the body. Concussions, um, you know, separated, uh, separated shoulders is very common. Um, broken bones, you know, can occur. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, it's and over. You did that over years. Like I, I, I was doing it all the time in like my mid to early twenties. But some guys still do it in like their forties on the independent scene. And I don't know how that. I don't know how they do that. But so you know, you you took a break. Was it because of injuries? It was not because of injuries. I did have some minor injuries over the years, but my break was more so just because um, I had done it. You know, pretty consistently every weekend for about three years. Um, and really, I just got kind of burnt out, and you know, I stopped stopped having fun with it. Um, I was traveling across the Midwest, um, you know, doing it pretty frequently, and and you know, the time came where I just got kind of burnt out from it, and I needed a break. Um, that break ended up being about three years, and I, I got the itch again last year. I, that's not so distant from from my story. Like whenever I got out of talk radio, I think it took about two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then I was I was like, oh, here's the itch. Like, it's back. I got to go. Tyler Copeland joining us at Pro Wrestling Epic. He's in Albuquerque doing some work stuff, and we're talking pro wrestling, and we're laughing, and we're having a lot of fun with him. Tyler, as you've seen pro wrestling grow throughout your, well, now almost a dozen years in the industry or surrounding the industry, what has been, like, the biggest change as it relates to how pro wrestlers independent can reach fans, can reach an audience? What has been the biggest evolution for pro wrestler and being able to find like a source of income. I think it's for sure. Social media. Yeah, probably, you know, that, I mean, that's the biggest change over the last 10 years. Like, like, you know, YouTube, um, definitely Twitter, Instagram, things like that. So, I mean, you can make a name, if you make a name on yourself for social media, you pretty much immediately name in wrestling because you're going to draw, draw tickets and draw money. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest change of the guys you've locked up with. What are some names we would know? What are some guys that you've locked up with that have gone on to maybe bigger stages or, or maybe broadcast television? Uh, I would Mike Seidel. Would yeah, be one. big deal. Yeah, Mike. So he's in AEW, you know, Matt Seidel's brother. Um, that's probably the biggest name off the top of my head. Other, other than that, it's pretty much big names in the Midwest. Um, but, yeah, you know, some folks like Mike Seidel, and, and I've wrestled others who've wrestled some of the big names, the Tyler Black, things like that. But nothing major. You know, my, my run was really on the Midwest scene and circuit. So wrestling started regionally. And, and it blew up, WWF, now WWE, turned it into what it is. Are people who still do it regionally like you, are you like, you're a purist? Is, is that the vibe that you have at like that level? Like territorial, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, 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 I think so. You know, like someone in Southern California, I know all those guys kind of relate themselves to the Southern California circuit, you know. But, I mean, if I'm sure if, you know, they got a call to, hey, go come to New York and we're going to pay you this to wrestle, they'd be there. You know what I mean? So okay. I think I think where you live in independent wrestling, unless you're a big name and making a lot of money and, and able to really make a living off that, um, you kind of identify with the area because that's kind of what you're what you're limited to working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a as like a passion profession. What's an independent wrestler like make financially versus like what's it cost? Man, so that's going to vary. Like the definitely like the lower level independents we're talking about, you have to love it to do it. Yeah, because we're talking about fifty dollars for a show, you know. Um, but you know, higher end like the big guys on social media, I mean, they're probably making a thousand dollars a yeah. show. You know what I mean? So it varies. It just depends on how big your name is. But like the regional level, like you were saying, especially if it's like more local and they're staying in one city. Probably the like the lower end, so you really have to love it. It has to be a hobby. Tyler Copeland joining us. We're talking uh, well nuts and bolts of the pro wrestling game, and and you've been a promoter and you've been a performer, and and you kind of run all the aspects of it, of of the entertainment side of it, of the theater, the Shakespearean aspect. Uh, what jumps out at you the most? Well, like what attracted you to the sport? Because you're an athletic guy. You're big. You're strong. You look. You can play anything. I mean, you look the part. What drew you towards pro wrestling outside of athleticism? What part of it was so endearing? So that's where it gets tricky because I look athletic, but I'm actually not really that athletic. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't know if that's because I was like thin during high school and started working out after, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't play sports in high school or anything like that. Um, I just got into the gym and working out, you know. So athleticism definitely was not my my strength getting into it. Uh, what was my strength getting into it was talking, um, promos, playing a character, and things like that, and really working the crowd. So that's the aspect I really love of it is like the show of it, um, you know, the the theater of pro wrestling. Absolutely. See, I'll, I'll, let me piggyback on that because you kind of segued into what I was just about to ask. What got you from being a fan to being part of the circuit, to being actually in the performance? Was it just the passion or is it like I need something to do? Is it a hobby? Is I want to turn this into a career? What was your motivation for getting into wrestling? Well, it was definitely a passion, you know, and, and, and that passion led to me finding the school in St. Louis to get trained um, in pro wrestling. There's definitely a few different schools in St. Louis you can go to. Um, and, you know, I, shortly after starting, you know, Fred mentioned this, too. I started promoting my own shows, you know, so the passion was in wrestling, but also at first, you know, also promoting shows and, you know, getting people there. You know, what's interesting here in the Southwest because and I, I'm becoming Albuquerque like my driver's license is about to expire. I'm going to get my second one. Like I'm I'm basically a townie at this point. But I like I talk about pro wrestling. Like I'm a fan. I, I I live it. You know, Van and I are currently creating something outside of this radio show here for the community. But when I talk about like the religion that is pro wrestling and like where we grew up in St. Louis, Chicago, Kansas City, most of Ohio, any it doesn't make sense out here to people. Can you maybe talk a little bit about like the zealotism that is like fans of pro wrestling, like where we grew up? I don't know. It's it's almost like they're. I don't want to say cult following because it's much bigger than cult following. Yeah, you know. But um, I don't know. It's you know some like in in Texas, for example, high school football games are just a giant. Thing, oh, that's a really know? good example. Sure. Um, and and I think in the Midwest and in other areas too. But in the Midwest, you know, that's what independent pro wrestling was at the time. Not as large of a scale, but you know, it's a gathering of people. A lot of the same people go to shows and. You know, there's alcohol there most times. You know, so that, that, means, <laughs> that helps me. If I'm going to watch one, I need. I really like to have a drink in my hand nowadays. You know, it just makes it a lot more enjoyable. The last show that was put on here in town was by a now defunct promotion. 
And Van and I went. We went. It was at, uh, oh, what's that community center off Gibson? Is Letta Community Center? Yeah, I don't know. One of them. Chavez something something. I don't recall. Anyways, so the headliner is Disco Inferno. You remember Disco Inferno? Oh, yeah. From our youth, right? So Disco Inferno's there, and, and he's facing off, I think, against Hobo Hank. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Hobo Hank and Disco Inferno, and they're going toe-to-toe here in the 505, and I had never seen... 300 people as excited as they could possibly be to boo the superstar coming to town against the home team. And, and there's an energy about it that I can't probably properly describe to like those that haven't experienced it. It's so fun. It's so unique. And I can't, can you emulate it anywhere? Like, like, you know, you shouldn't be excited, but as excited as you get. Well, I think the only comparison is like on a larger scale, your comparison to Texas high school football was great, but I don't have like a local small level sports comparison. No. Like I have like, like theater, like yeah. plays and musicals and stuff like that would be the only like comparison to, to local pro wrestling. What, what like, about like monster truck? Like I shouldn't be getting as excited as I'm getting. I love monster truck. Sure. The rodeo, but eh, I guess that's different too. I don't know. I just laugh a lot about it because it's hard for me to convey to, to Southwestian. I think drag racing would be a good comparison. You know, oh, you, you do get up big, for drag racing. Yeah, drag, drag racing cultures. That's not here either. No, I mean, it's heavy. Northern California. It's a, it's a big Yeah. The, that's the LGBTQ plus thing. Is that what that is? No, that is no, not. No, that's drag. That, that's, that's not drag. what drag racing is. Man. Oh, I'm sorry. If I tell, am I getting that wrong or is he? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's not race cars and dresses, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. Uh, well, no, people like in drag like just – Run like the 40? Is that what that is? You're making me so mad. Now I'm thinking of the longer cars that, that race. You know, like, I'm making sure I'm describing the right thing here before you guys get confident. It's like, what's this guy talking about? T- Tyler Copeland, who uh, will literally dresses in trunks in front of people. He thinks we're talking about the trunk of a car. Whenever we get back from the break, uh, Tyler's going to hang out with us for a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. We're going to laugh a little bit. Apparently, soccer has become the number four sport in the country, and I'm going to tell you how little I am surprised that the NHL just can't do anything right. Dave and Buster presents two men on live from the john lopez real estate and coldwell banker legacy studio we are powered by new mexico pinion coffee we play on team i9 we start our days at the ymca central new mexico spend our evenings at o'neill's and our weekends at the electric playhouse it's 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal new year same show overweight finances and shambles all that goes in the wash when you give us a five-star review Need one more resolution to round out your year? Five-star ratings and reviews. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. Log into iTunes and review the show and leave any review that you want. And after 100 reviews, we'll do the show and review special. All right, we're back on the program. Tyler Copeland is joining us, a pro wrestling epic, who, uh, well, you lost the interstate title opportunity you had in November, didn't you, you big loser? Hey, you know. But I won the interstate title in December. Let's so, <laughs> say I came back around and you know turned that one around. What do you do with a belt after you get it? Like you can't just wear it to the grocery. Well, I got to be honest with you. What happened with the belt is I, w- I went to the back and a piece of it was hanging off. Yeah. So instead of taking it with me, I gave it back to the b- booker of the show, and he's got it right now. I guess trying to fix it. So, oh. You know. Sure. Uh, otherwise, I'd have it here with me. If well, it could get, <laughs> other, if first it could off, get why wouldn't you wear it to the grocery? You're the champ. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I will wear it everywhere. If like, I wake yeah. up and I need like a cup of milk, like I'll go to the bodega down the street in pajamas and flip flops and the championship belt. Have you ever been like in a town that you performed in, say at like 
don't know, the Walmart or whatever, and like a kid will come up to you and be like, oh my God, Tyler Copeland, interstate champion. Do you get any of that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that the weirdest or the best? I'll tell you what, it it, it, it feels good. It yeah. Feels, recognition feels good. And, uh, you know, you know certain other cities, Granite City, Illinois, I go there, oh, yeah. if you recognize in that Walmart. Oh, of course. That's uh, the Granite City, right. Illinois. The, yeah. So <laughs> the Granite City is like the first big city after you cross the river from St. Louis. So if you're Missourian and you're going into Illinois, that's the one you know. Like, you don't know the rest of them past it, but you know that one. Okay. Anyways, hotbed for pro wrestling and guys that are super big names. No reason to name them, but like Kyle O'Reilly's and these big guys that perform all over the world. So they performed in, like, KC halls there. And people come from five, six states around to hang out in this little podunk town <laughs> to see, like, the next big wrestlers. And it's – I'm telling you, it's like – I don't know. It's, it's like going to Temple. Like, these people – it's like a pilgrimage for people to come see this. And Interesting. It's hard to explain to people who aren't from there. Like – yeah, and there's no better feeling than having someone come to a show for the first time who's never been to a wrestling show. Right. And just hearing their reaction from it. Because they either love it or hate it. You know? Right. There's usually no middle ground, but it's mostly love. See, I, I don't share the passion that Fred does for pro wrestling. Right. But I love the spectacle. I love the entertainment. I love the energy of the environment. Like, that's what I'm there for. Like, honestly, you could do a... Turkish lampshade headlock or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but he's he's doing it really cool. It like, writes it's, it down it's, for a new finisher. It's a lot of fun, whatever it is, <laughs> uh-huh. and people love it. I'm into that. <laughs> so you you go by your real name? I do. Your real name's your wrestling name. Yep. Do you like meet fans after the show and be like, "What's your real name?" I was like, "Well, I'm Tyler," and, and they're like. Okay, kayfabe, I get it. Like, what's what's your real yeah. name, bro? Like, what's your real name? It's usually the like, other you way. Can't, you can't break character, I know, but come on. Usually the other way around. They they find out I wrestle, and then they ask me, well, what's your wrestling name? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Then they're a little disappointed. Yeah. You ever kick around a bunch of them, like wrestling names, when you were getting into it? Was there, like, a list? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. The, so the landlord tried to help me with a few of them. If yeah. You the landlord, oh, absolutely, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So the landlord tried to help me with a few. Um, it was all like kind of titles before my name. So now it's, it's infamous Tyler Copeland, yeah. right? So before that, you know, he would, he would put other names out there, um, for me, a lot of different examples. The, uh, the landlord helped me with my wrestling, with my broadcast name, Freddie fame. So whenever I picked up Freddie fame, cause I wanted to be like regal. I wanted to have a long, like, like Royal name. And he's like, nah, he's like, you don't have that personality. He's like, yeah, he's like, you that hurt? Yeah. Well, it was true. It was the truth. Oh, it's just because it's true. Uh, we are picking our Powerball winning numbers tonight. And Van asked you, Tyler, uh, during the break, uh, like, what sports team is the team to you? And you are from? St. Louis. It's got to be the Blues. It's got to be the Blues, right? So we've already done the St. Louis Rams, RIP, mm-hmm. the St. Louis Cardinals, and now mm-hmm. the Blues. Um, and so we were like, Tyler, like, let's rack your brain. Who are your favorite players? And you were like, I don't know, Brett Hall. Okay. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the best help there. So uh, I think we have the list, okay? Okay. So we have uh, starting – do you want them in order? Uh, yeah, in okay. order, then the Powerball. So during the break, we came up with uh, a personal favorite of mine as a kid, Jim Soupy Campbell. Okay. So Jim Campbell Soupy wore number 10, and I loved it. But here is the thing. He was like every 13-year-old's favorite player because he looked like a kid the whole time. Oh, nice. So when I was 13, I was like, oh, that's my favorite player. He, like, he looks yeah. just like me. So number 10 for Jim Campbell. Number 16 for Brett Hall, who's the son of the better Hall. And then Bobby. The answer mm-hmm. is Bobby Hall. And then Brett went on to win in Detroit, so that is what that is. Bernie Federko, number 24, you got that? Yes, I do. Okay. 
And we're going to go with Curtis Cujo Joseph for number 31. I'm familiar with him. Okay. Hull and Cujo, I know. Yeah, they're the big ones. Yeah. And then Chris Pronger, 44. Also sounds familiar. Yeah. But now we need we need like a Powerball, right? Your Powerball was 18? It is. And that's for Tony Twist, who would just punch people in the face all the time. See, I like that's my favorite Powerball. Yeah. That describes his game. He plays Powerball. That's all he does. He plays Power Puck. All right, so how many how many tickets are we up to now? We have five of them? Uh, Yeah, five. Okay, so I think the last one, text the program, 505-246. You give us your Powerball numbers. So you text us on the Quan's Auto Care text line, 505-246-0610, and then we will have your five Powerball numbers for when we go to buy our three-way Powerball tonight and we will cut you in if your numbers win we will cut you in we will cut you in now if your numbers don't win you're not part of the three sorry for you by the way if you're old school day one or friend of the show we're gonna cut you in if we win anyways with the party because we love you so much and we appreciate you so much and the love and support and all the constructive criticism and admiration making fun of fred over the last three years which i've deserved yes so you're getting in. And we will fly Tyler back from St. Louis to Naturally. join us Absolutely. in our celebration in Old Town. Absolutely. All right, so you got to work while you're here, but you're going to see the city. Yeah. What, what do you have lined up to see in Albuquerque? So I'm told that Old Town is the place to see. It's tomorrow you night. got to see it. Yeah. Are, are you going solo? Or are you going – did I'm you set up – another friend from work. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a buddy from North Carolina, so his first time here too. And you left your lady at home, and you don't, you don't do like the travel dating app. So no, no, no. Tinder paused, or I mean, it's been paused for a long time. You know what I mean? So. Did somebody ask you to take? Did somebody ask you to take the tram? <laughs> that must be an inside joke for here. So the, yes, it is. Yeah. So the tram, which goes up to the top of that big mountain that you saw whenever you landed, yeah, it froze going up the mountain the other day and stranded twenty people in it, and we talked about it at nauseum on the program not just stranded them stranded them on new year's eve for 18 hours or 13 hours is that what it was vitale 13 they were stuck up there like just dangling in the wind yep just (laughs) that sounds terrible yes so go during the day when it's warm yes (laughs) (laughs) so old town i think is a very good stop yeah and if you're not like you can still drive to the top of the mountain which by the way i would recommend it takes about an hour it's very cool. But it's a very cool drive. You'll be at the top of the mountain. It's like 10,000 feet. Look down on the city. There's some other cool tourist stuff here, too. We have, what's the volcanic stuff? What's that stuff? Uh, Yeah, the, the the whole west side of our town is all dormant volcanoes. Oh. So there's that. So you can go see a volcano. Crater. It's a national park. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got all these, like, volcano oh, rocks. Vias Carderas. There you go. And you cool. Are you just used to mountains now from being from Midwest? Because for me, being from St. Louis in the Midwest, it's incredible, right? I think it's the best view, yeah, ever. And you know, people who live here it seems like it's not that big of a deal. They're kind of used to it. I, I tell you what. So, not to cut you off, man. I'm sorry. I have friends here, right? I'm very yeah. friendly, and I will be in the car, and I'll be going down like any eastbound road in town, right? And there's a couple of big ones. But if I'm with someone else, I'd be like, "Hey, do you even notice that mountain?" And they're like, "No," because <laughs> I, I can't not see it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're from the Midwest, like you, me, and and your friend, yeah, it's all treetops, so you don't get to see the big picture, the big sky, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, and and make sure tomorrow, weather permitting, right before sundown, you look at the mountain mm-hmm. because there's a bunch of uh, potassium calcite crystals in the mountain. Correct. And when sundown hits it just right, the mountains turn pink, bright pink. That's why they're called the sandias, because sandia means watermelon in Spanish. 
Oh, wow. So there you Very go. Very cool. There we go. It's, yeah. it's something new every day. It's arguably, I've been to 49 states. I would argue right here is the prettiest place I've ever been. And also it has access within reasonable drive time to all of the vistas. Sure. Like we have desert, we have mountain, we have high mountain desert, we have volcano craters, we have white sands and Carlsbad. Like this yeah. to me is... It's a magical place. Oh, it's just so beautiful and special. So you, don't, I, you don't have enough time. So our, book your next trip back. Yeah, get extra days. Bring your lady. Like, <laughs> well, I'll definitely be coming back. Yeah, this is this is the absolute place to be. Uh, we got to grab a break. When we get a break, uh, after the break, we got to wrap up, I don't know, two or three things. Uh, Tom Brady stuff, coaching stuff. And we got some new Powerball numbers. Oh, some Powerball numbers are coming in? Yep. I love that. You are listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Once again, I am asking for your five-star reviews. Five-star ratings and reviews. Apple, iTunes, wherever you download your podcast. Hey, friends of the show, we're looking for reviews. Leave us what you like. Leave us what you hate. Heck, leave your favorite song lyrics. Whenever we get 100 of them, we will do the show in review, where we break down every review of the show and we give your opinion. Sports Animal. 28 minutes until Van buys our... Uh, winning Powerball ticket. Yeah. Is it going to be the Packers, the Astros, the Blues, the Cardinals, the Rams? Or a friend of the show's submission? We got some submissions. It looks like favorite Boston athlete jersey numbers. I That's unacceptable. Boston? Yeah, forget that. Yeah, forget that. We'll take one of them. Well, hold on. No, that's the, that's exactly what we asked for. Why, so, are you, why are you berating this poor fought over right. here? I'm going to try to guess. So, favorite Boston number. So, 22 is one of them. So, that's got to be Doug Flutie, right? Boston College? Got to be. 31. Who's 31 from Boston? I have no idea. Reggie Celtics Miller? Celtics player? I don't know. These are good, but they're not great. There are some 60s here. We don't have 60s in any of ours. Anyways, pick- yeah, we got uh, Packers have 66. So who would have known that picking Powerball numbers is like hard? Usually Please. if I ever do it, which I rarely do, I just say, give me the random one. Like just whatever. We can do that? It's the same odds. Yeah. From what the computer. That's why this thing, we just went like jump the shark here with all these numbers. You know how long it's going to take me to fill all these out? <laughs> I, so I thought yeah, you I go had- to the bodega. I thought just you had to, to have computer. numbers. I thought I wanted me to. I wanted <laughs> <laughs> me to do one and you to do one and then everything else just random but now we're on like our seventh and eighth like oh man niche team player numbers so i'm gonna be it's gonna be like 759 i'm like no janice wait i'm almost done let me submit my there'll card. Be a line behind you and yeah. you're gonna get beat up like, in the bodega parking lot yeah and now take tyler that. copeland with you <laughs> but but they'll, they'll they'll close <laughs> up just as he's bringing in his finished copies <laughs> Joining us on the program, uh, Pro Wrestling Epics, Tyler Copeland, the interstate champion. Welcome, my friend. All right, we've got to put a bow on it, boys. So, NFL coach. All right, so the day after football, so that'll be Monday. So, football is Sunday, and then the day after football is Monday, and I know it's 2022, but I'm going to say it. Black Monday, okay? They just fire coaches the day after football. Yeah. But they starting right now. So Boomer Esiason saying, Matt Nagy, he gone. He gone. Uh, that's about zero surprised, I think, anyone listening to this. Everyone's point. known all year. I'm glad they just let him keep cutting checks and showing up on Sunday and coaching his team for the rest of the year. My congratulations to Chicago Bears fans on the firing of your head coach. 
You finally got a quarterback. Now you don't have a coach. And Tyler, Minnesota, they're playing Minnesota this weekend. They're going to miss the playoffs. So Zimmer will be fired too. So this is it for both of them. Like one of them's going to go out a super loser. The other one's just going out a regular loser. God, as a Packer fan, you just love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think they like try to just have like some collusion kind of thing and sabotage both of their teams? Like Nagy and Zimmer get together and be like, all right, man, we're only running backwards all yeah. game. Like, nothing but safeties all game. Hey, that's the Zimmer stuff, though, because he does the weirdest stuff with his team. You got defensive linemen playing corner for some reason. All right, guys, we're going to fake a punt here. We're going to drop back. We're, all right, hear, hear me out. Reverse handoff to the guard. After he has it, we're going to send an eligible receiver downfield. What? What? That's a desperate coach. <laughs> and by the way, all these coaches, they're going to be fine. Financially, mentally, yes. emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like some horrible, arrestable behavior, these guys' opt-out clauses are amazing. They're going to get paid millions of dollars to not work. We do not have that luxury. You better get in line that lottery <laughs> fast. Hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Vital. The ratings are down. We're going to move on to another producer. Here's $16 million. Tyler, have you ever been fired from anything? Million. I've never been fired. I've been demoted, though. Okay. doesn't feel good. Do you find out from your employer, or do you find out on Twitter like Matt Nagy did? <laughs> oh, man. You That'd can't be... fire me. I quit. I'm a quitter. But he, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. There is kind of a weird aspect to it, though, right? Because with all these new rules, you can interview anywhere you want all the time. So do you kind of want to be fired early so you can get a chance to get the earlier interview? Does Matt Nagy want to get fired right now so he can – have Shad Khan call him and say, hey, I either need you to run the Jaguars or AEW. What do you want? Well, in Matt Nagy's case, the Bears have never fired a coach during the season. They're not actually. He's not going to be fired by the weekend. I mean, they're going to maintain that streak. Right. So he had that going for him all year. But if I was a general manager of an organization, the second I'm able to fire him and start looking for another coach, he's gone. Like, don't you want, like, a two- or three-week, four-week, six-week jump on other people looking for coaches? Tyler, you hire a lot of guys at your day job, right? Yeah, absolutely. You poach them from everywhere, or are they just guys that come to you? There's a lot of poaching. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go that's, out and find them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Sure. You're in Albuquerque right now poaching people. Yep, that's why I'm here. Uh, you know, what we call it is just not just posting, toasting and praying. You know, you got to go out there and, and pull people. That's the new wrestling name for Tyler Copeland, Headhunter. Headhunter. Tyler Copeland in the building. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you end up with teams like Jacksonville who are doing, and I'm not a guy who says these things, but I'm going to say it right now, have to interview everyone. So they're bringing in Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell's not going to get that job. Nah. But you have to take the interview, right? You have to dance. You have to. If they don't give it to Byron Leftwich, it's, they are fools. Like a, it's like a given, right? Eric the enemy. See, see Eric the enemy would be a good get too, but Byron Leftwich is a just as good as Eric the enemy offensive coordinator, who's from Jacksonville, who played at Jacksonville, who has familiarity with the organization. Who's Eric? Eric the enemy. Well, is he new? He's the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Uh, he's, People, one, he's one of the best in the business, if not the best. He'll get whatever job he wants. I'm not going from Patrick Mahomes to Trevor Lawrence. 
Right. If I'm Byron Leftwich, I'm leaving Tom Brady because he's not going to be there for any more amount of time. Eric Bieniemy, the last few years, doesn't even take interviews because he doesn't like the situation of the franchise. He's like, nah, I won't even take this interview because he's got it so good in Kansas City. Makes millions of dollars to be Patrick Mahomes' offensive coordinator. That's a primo gig. And Arthur Bryant's. <laughs> you got to factor it all in. Okay. Getting a barbecue, you want to, I mean. Yeah, I mean. What kind of barbecue they got in Jacksonville? It's a metropolis of a million and a half people. Barbecue gators. They do really good. Vital hit it on the head. Something gross. Barbecue gator? Fried gator is good. Yeah. How do you barbecue a gator? Like you barbecue anything? Yep. What? I'm going to walk you through it, Fred. What first thing you do is you have to kill the animal. Then you remove its organs. Then you remove its skin. Then you remove the muscle tissue from the bone, and then you heat up any number of things on top of <laughs> a flat metal surface, and then you cook the meat on it. He, he looks like he's already done with it. You didn't even mention dry rub. <laughs> That's not even barbecue. Well, you could sauce it. You can dry rub it. You can oh, do whatever you want you with it. Sauce it? Is this the Carolinas? You asked me how to barbecue gator. I told you how to barbecue <laughs> gator. All right, first of all, Tyler, Van is a vegetarian. He has no idea what he's talking about. What are you talking? Like, I don't know how to cook meat? You didn't even say dry rub. I've done all of these things that I just described with my bare hands, including killing and stripping the skin. An alligator. You killed? Not an alligator. I just said animal, not alligator. You asked about alligators. I gave you a very blanket description of what it's like to barbecue something. You can't just go and get an alligator out of the wild. (laughs) I think they have tags, like like white-tailed deer. Or Christmas trees. Out there in my backyard. That's a good point. Vital makes a very strong point. Oh, because of Florida staying your ground? Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Exactly. <laughs> and also, I think the skin of an alligator has more value than the meat of an alligator. Is that correct? Well, if... Wear some nice shoes. That's yeah, what I'm saying. exactly. If you've ever seen boots made in Mexico, you would think crocodile and alligator skin is priceless. Because it's expensive? Because they're expensive. Tyler, they have these boots here in town where the toe goes in a complete carousel. Yeah. What are the what are those called? You got me on that. <laughs> Pointy boots. You know what I'm talking about, Michael? <clears throat> I haven't seen that. You see a lot of it in the South Valley. Um, I'll take you to a bar. There's like a, a Mexican and like country two stepping bar that I frequent once or twice a year, just for a little dose of some culture. And there's a lot of pointy boots there, and I really enjoy that look. You go in a carousel? It's not for me. No, it's ca- so there's a, a, there's a huge gray area. Some are just pointed, and some are pointed and raised, and some are pointed and raised and stick up in the air. And, like, for the real ballers, <laughs> like, a rooster. like the guys who really want to make a point out of what they're doing, it curls all the way in. I mean, I need to find a picture of it. I was going to say, I need to see this. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. It, but it's not like a function. No, it's not functional whatsoever. And like it's So it curls so big, Tyler, that if you were to sit like in an El Camino, you wouldn't be able to fit your boot to push the gas because there's not enough room between the floorboard and the steering column with the, the hoop-de-hoo. This just right, you got to take your boots off. Yeah, it sounds like the weight of the front of it is going to, you know... Kind of well, I think forward. it's hollow. And also, I think I may be making this up. The tip of them have rattlesnake rattles on them. Some of them do. Yes. Yes, some of them so do. So when they walk, they go. <laughs> we do a better rattlesnake than me. 
I think you did pretty good. <laughs> okay. man. That wasn't that bad wasn't at all. Bad. Yeah. I'm going to type in big circley boots, but you know what I'm talking about. You just Mexican pointy boots. Shimmy actually, boots. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty sweet, right? It's not for me, but I like it. All right, I can't find it easily on the internet, but I know what I'm talking about. So, big change in Chicago for sure, according to Boomer Science, and he's basically never wrong. Jacksonville still doesn't know, but they will know the second that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are out of the playoffs. I promise you that. Here's the thing they won't be. They will be in Los Angeles or Dallas for the Super Bowl. I think Jacksonville, despite the dysfunction of this year, is a good job because you got a bunch of high draft picks, you got an owner that wants to spend, and you got sunshine Trevor Lawrence. You got the first round, first pick, all world quarterback. Of course, you a coach wants that job. Today's I-9 Varsity, the varsity of things you pick, you base your lottery numbers off of, okay? So that's today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of things you base your lottery number picks off of, and we'll do that when we get back from the break. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We spend our evenings at O'Neill's, and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playoffs. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Want to feel like you're part of the show? Leave a five-star rating and a review. The reviews go a long way to help us in the dumb analytic overlord algorithm that has us all under the thumb of their control. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us hit a larger audience. After we receive 100 reviews, we'll read them all on air on our review special. Back on the program, wrapping it up, wrapping it up with Tyler Copeland, who was so very nice to grace us tonight, pro wrestler Tyler Copeland from Pro Wrestling Epic, the interstate champion currently. Thank you for taking the time, friend. Yeah, of course. It's great to be here. Today's I-9 Varsity. Connect with I-9 at League Office 280 and i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Reach out to them for, well, the fundamentals in youth athletics. They will help you walk through, understand, learn, and love youth sports. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of how you pick your Powerball numbers, okay? So earlier in the show, we picked our Powerball numbers based off of our favorite athletes from our favorite teams. I thought that was very good. Yeah, I'm excited. And shout out to friend of the show, Craig, Okay, for giving me his Boston Greats list. Oh, what did he go with? Give them to me. So we're going to add this to our list, and if these numbers hit... And Craig's in. Craig's in. Okay. He's got Bobby Orr, four. Okay. Yastrzemski, seven. These are Boston, you said. All Boston. Okay. Yastrzemski, seven. Havlicek, 17. Bird, 33. Poppy, 34. And the Powerball, of course, is Tom Brady, number 12. I, I think like that's strong work. That's very good. It's very strong work. I like that you put Larry Bird in there. Okay, I will go first. Okay. Vane, you will go second. Tyler, you will go last because, well, you don't live here and you don't know the segment, so you're learning it. I am going to go with lucky numbers. Lucky. That's how I'm going to start. So I think if you're going to pick your lottery numbers, you take all your lucky numbers and you're like, well, what's a lucky number, Fred? You get them on the back of fortune cookies. So that's how you know. Those are your those are your lucky numbers. So I'm going to go with lucky numbers number one on my I-9 varsity of how you pick your lottery numbers. That's really smart. Thank you. 
Vitality got any fortune cookies back there to give us some more numbers? No, I don't. I know you got a, a drawer full of goodies back there. You do. You oh, always I have do. candies. I've got it. I'm like the radar O'Reilly of uh, board ops. <laughs> Such a dumb reference. I got everything. So first on my I nine varsity of ways we pick our lottery numbers. Yeah. First, I was obviously going to go with the team. We already did that. We already did that. My beloved Packers and my beloved Astros. Yeah. X that one off the list. Okay, X'd. So I'm going to go to Old Town and ask all the ghosts smart what their favorite yeah. numbers are. And then whatever they tell me, then I'm, those are going to be my lottery numbers. You should take the ghost tour tomorrow night in Old Town. Oh, all it's right. It's super cool. Hell yeah. It, it, gives, it gives you like better. the whole history of the city. It's the cool. coolest thing. All right, what do you got, Tyler? How do you pick your lottery numbers? So I got kind of a unique unique way to do that. Um, I'm going to take the date, so whatever day it is, so like today, uh, January 5th. That's correct. Um, and then the, like the last two of, of the year, so you know I'm going to add the um, day, month, and then the last two of the year together, and that's going to be my lottery number. Sweet. Um, just, I'm going to use the day as, as kind of good luck for it. I don't hate that. I think that's very good. Yeah. Speaking of dates, I got birthdays on mine. Okay. Yeah, so you take the birthdays of the five most significant people in your life because those all have to be under 69. Nice. So I'm going with that. I'm going with birthdays on my I-9 varsity of how you pick your lottery numbers. Okay, much like the mathematics that both of you guys are doing, I'm going to take my favorite characters from the fictional world. Mm-hmm. Let's say Shrek. Uh, and I'm gonna, okay. And I'm going to add all the values of the numbers of his letters together. So S has a value and H, because the alphabet's 26 letters long, right? So each letter has a value, and I'm going to add together all the values of Shrek, and then that's going to be my lottery number. That's a weird one. I know. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we're close to clearing off this erase board and starting to write examples of this. <laughs> this as, as I can add it up this. while we're doing this. <laughs> it's going to look like Goodwill Hunting yeah. in here. Tyler, do you have another one? You know, that's my main one. That's my go-to every single time. I'll do my birthday, too. You know, if I got to if I gotta go to, like, a lucky number, I'll uh, I'll definitely, you know, August 14th. Um, you can't really go 91. No. So I'll go 19. Okay. You know. I don't hate that. Together. What if you get one of those bingo tumblers and you just tumble out six numbers so you can have I-35 be one of your numbers? It's not random. It's bingo, so I'm going with the bingo approach to picking your lottery numbers. That's two different forms of gambling in one. Uh, wouldn't you be worried? No, no, I would. Since... I would be 21. Ah, nice. Thank you. That you already hit the lottery once by those numbers coming out. That yeah. There's no way it's going to happen again, on a larger scale. I would say I'd be more confident because of that. Okay. Next on my I-9 varsity of choosing lottery numbers uh-huh. is I'm just going to pick up a dollar bill. Yes. Yep. And I'm going to look at the serial number. The dollar bill you're spending on the ticket? Correct. Yeah. And I'm like, for example, here's a, a little green picture of the first president, George Washington. Allegedly. He's got 13, 44, 96, and 7, mm-hmm. and the letter B. So B can be 2. So that's... <laughs> That's how I'm going to choose my lottery numbers. Wow, okay. I am going to take the two. It's, it's basically what I'm doing is 
is uh, the weatherman from Anchorman. I'm just naming things around me. This is, I, yes. I saw a dollar bill with numbers on it, and I'm like, hey, that's a great answer, Van. Similar to your answer, I'm going to take the two area codes of Green Bay, Wisconsin, nice. 920 and 714, and I'm just going to rearrange the numbers a bunch of times until I have my winning lotto numbers. That's what I'm going to do. I usually go to my kitchen table, which is a bag of M&M's. I love sweets. Yeah, same. And what I'll do is I'll just I'll pour out the entire bag of M&M's. I'll count how many are left on the table. That's my number. That's okay. Smart. Yeah. Very Another smart. Rain Man approach. Yeah. This is very good. Do you, so for example, th- like my, my number calculation. Uh-huh. So I would do Shrek. All right. And so it's 19 plus 8 plus 18 plus 5 plus 11. That equals 61. So 61 would be my numbers. And if the number is over... 69 you add those two numbers together to get a different number what yeah so like if it's for example let's say it's 70 if the let's say i I added up matthew mcconaughey together Uh and it's like 137 one and three and seven is 11 so my number's 11 so do you also like me go by the way this is the most aspergery i've felt (laughs) in quite some time I go with the Wheel of Fortune approach, where I take the letters from the alphabet R, S, T, L, N, E, and then I take the numerical values of those, and I make those into my Powerball numbers. Wasn't that like a teenage horror writer, R. L. Stein? That's very close. Thank you. <laughs> it's the Pat Sajak approach, I call it. That's smart. Also, I don't know if you know this, Tyler. Vanna White has never worn the same dress on TV twice. Really? Yeah. There's a fun fact. Okay. Uh, Learned, Pat yeah. Sajak and Vanna White got Paul McCartney a long time ago. Those are Illuminati robots that were replaced in like 1986. They've been very similar for a very long time. They haven't aged in so long. They don't age. Yeah. Nelly's coming to town on the 27th. 20 years ago, he was putting Vanna White in lyrics, and she still looks the same. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got his Band-Aid off. That's really nice. It took him a long time well, for City, that to heal. Well, no, I mean, because City Spud got out of jail. What are you doing? Do you want, like, the whole history on this thing? Like, you got time for it. <laughs> it was a pretty St. Louis-heavy episode, but, I mean, I can give you the history of the rap game in St. Louis. His friend got out of jail, so he took off the Band-Aid. Well, cause, yeah, because it was no longer a black eye in the community. What is the confusion here? I thought he was just, like, anemic or something, and oh. he couldn't heal, so he had to keep the Band-Aid on for 13 years. E.I., Tyler Copeland, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you, buddy. Michael, you did so very good producing. Thank you very much. Van, any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.